Hallelujah, holy shit, Merry Christmas campers, and welcome to the Camp of Colt. Today with us, as always, we have the one, the only, the man with the plan. It's... Tyler. And because we loved her so much that we brought her back, our gift to you... Maddie. All right, everybody, we're going to do, this is our official Christmas episode, so naturally, we're going to do National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Um, Yeah, this was, this came out in 1989 and was an instant hit, uh, despite the fact that this is the third film in the Family Vacation franchise and the previous film, European Vacation, was just, you can miss it. It's fine. Yeah, don't watch it. Don't watch it. Like, watch the <laughs> first one. And then watch Christmas, and it's great. Like, I I was actually trying to look up how bad, how, like, badly, like, reviewed European Vacation was. Because it's, like, it's really weird to have, like, a solid, good film, like, first film, and then the second movie just be that god-awful. Mm-hmm. That it's just, I thought, I literally thought Christmas Vacation came after Family Vacation. Because you're, I forgot that European Vacation existed. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just Christmas, or Family, uh, the, like, Vacation, mm-hmm. Christmas vacation, and uh, Vegas, Vegas vacation ended. I yeah. forgot about Europe, European vacation. <laughs> so did everyone, including so did everyone. people who probably made it. So the fact that they were able to like come back with like a stronger film, and it's probably if like I would I would say it's one of the best Christmas comedies mm-hmm. of all time. No, I love this fucking movie. It, it this is your movie. Oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is like your movie. So. uh how should we like? How should we get started for the viewers at home who have yet to see this classic gym? Spoiler alert! All the spoilers, definitely spoilers. Um, we will be discussing this film down to the bones, down to the bones, and then inside the bones, into the, the marrow, the marrow, the marrow. That's the best part. The DNA. Mm. We're going down to the mitochondria of the cell. Mm, that's powerhouse. Oh yeah, from what I've heard. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but I haven't seen this movie before. I really? uh, started reviewing it. So, um, yeah, I didn't know exactly. I mean, I knew what to expect. It was an 80s Christmas movie. <laughs> but um, I went into it pretty blind. So uh, I think that's pretty fresh, seeing as how Tyler has seen this every year in his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like, so like, you know how we talk about how like uh, a Christmas story is like the Applebee's for holiday movies. It's just always there, always open. No, it's the Chili's. I'm sorry, the Chili's. You're mm-hmm. right. You're yeah. right. Sorry, the Chili's. Um, this movie is like, I'm trying to think of like a really popular. It's just, it's, it's like. Can oh, it just oh, be like your weird cousins that you go to for Thanksgiving, but like the food's amazing. Yeah, it's like the McDonald's. <gasps> the McDonald's. Every like everyone likes McDonald's. It's mm-hmm. not great, but like it's there. And it's familiar and it's comfortable. Like, we watch this every year mm-hmm. right along with Scrooged, um, which is like, I like to call it that my New Year's movie. Um, and, um, yeah, like, we watch it every year. My mom uh, is in love with Uncle Eddie, and I'll have to admit, <laughs> Uncle Eddie is the personification. Cousin personific- Eddie. Sorry. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, Eddie. Uncle Eddie is a whole different well, character. Uh, we, dis- Eddie. we discussed how they're cousins, and we don't. It's never explained how exactly they're related. Yeah. But his call, kids call kids. Mm-hmm. His kids call um, Clark and his wife. You know, aunt and uncle. So I it, think I think confusing. it's we can call him Uncle. We can call Uncle him Uncle Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, but that's weird for me because I have an actual Uncle Eddie. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yeah, cousin Eddie. I don't know why I keep calling Uncle Eddie, but uh, cousin Eddie is the personification of every single one of my male relatives over the age of thirty-nine. 
Like, in fact, I would say that my brother is slowly becoming Cousin Eddie right before my eyes. And fun fact, he is from Bel Air, Texas, which is in the Baytown area, which is not too far. So he's a Southeast boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they were telling me he's from Texas. And it's actually, it's Dennis Quaid's brother. Mm-hmm. And if you're not entirely sure who Dennis Quaid is, it's the dad from The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Yes. And if you don't know who that is, uh, get your life together. <laughs> yeah, get your life together. Um, and they were saying he's from Texas. And I was like, oh, really? Where from? And they sense. said Southeast. And I was like, oh. And they yeah. said Houston. But then we all say, like anyone who's traveled outside of Texas, and they're like, where are you from in Texas? And you always go to like town. the nearest major yeah, city. Yeah, you, you have to explain like the nearest major city. And I was like, like mm. you don't say that you're from Melissa, Texas. You say you're from yeah. Dallas. Yeah, no. So I was like, that's a little sus. So mm-hmm. we looked it up. And it is, it's Bel Air, Texas. Technically still in Harris County along with... Uh, Houston, but only like an hour away from us. Yeah, so so they're definitely the same breed. And he actually <laughs> based yeah, he actually here. based cousin Eddie off of people that he knew from Southeast Texas, and it makes so much sense. I'm it's like, why both, do I feel so yeah. related? Like, why is this character so relatable to me? Like Clark, like I probably met maybe like two or three Clark, but like I've met like 15 cousin Eddies. We live in a town of Eddies. We are in Eddie Central, Eddieville, Eddiesburg. <laughs> This is Eddiesburg. Eddiesburg. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess we can just kind of break down from like the opening scene, which you had a note about. Right. So um, I'm the only one who's really going into this like pretty blind and fresh. The other two are pretty used to this. Yes, please. Um, I love it. So I really liked the opening. I was like, oh, yeah. This is very, they really hit the nostalgia well with that opening. Mm-hmm. And they started like, you know, that sweet, like Christmas nostalgia, like, oh, this is a family movie, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like with Christmas Story. And um, you get into like that classic, like Christmas feel. And then uh, they start the spiff with, uh, you know, poor Santa Claus basically doing. Did you see the butt crack? Oh, yeah. Doing like part. a miniature of like almost all of Bill Clark's. Um, accidents as he's trying to set Mm -hmm. up these lights and it kind of that's where they start mixing it with the pure unhinged 80s kind of nostalgia Mm -hmm. yes and it blends both like the classic kind of like oh it's that time of year wholesomeness with uh 80s dance party so my favorite thing (laughs) that i noticed uh mind you i I was i might have had some uh good old uh adult hot chocolate while I was watching this um and I just remember like the first thing that popped into my head is why is ever like it's not an 80s comedy if it if the if it, the movie doesn't have its own theme song mm-hmm. and I and I hate that that is like a common trope and that I I recognize that yeah no and like, I also uh, love it Ghostbusters would be kind of another thing oh my gosh people under the stairs had their own theme yeah. song like uh what was Ace Ventura had its own theme song. Like there's just something about like, let's just, let's just make like the worst, like <laughs> let's just make a uh, killer clowns from outer space had their own theme song. Yeah, It's both the worst and the best because eighties music, eighties and seventies dance music. I don't care what song it is. It's always a jam. It is. I love it. it. Is. It's the best. It always music. brings the energy. So I love um, this opening whenever they're driving through uh was was that Breckenridge Ridge that they were driving through? Did uh, they shoot that in? Probably was shot in yeah. Colorado. But yeah, so set in Chicago though. So set in Illinois. Yeah. But yeah, they're but, driving this like abandoned like country road. And I like and I like that like in this movie, like the station wagon is like the mm-hmm. main Oh yeah. You know, our mm-hmm. our main um 
are really our main character. And so we have like this establishing or we have like this shot of like the family. Um, and again, this kind of goes with like the, uh, the vacation movies, like family vacation, like the kids yeah. always change. And like their ages are always different because like in the first movie, Rusty's older than Audrey, and in this movie, it's like totally Audrey different. is older than him, mm-hmm. even yeah. though the son does look like a middle-aged thirty-year-old, and he yeah. also acts. Yeah, no, like Johnny Galecki looks like he's forty-five. He's he looks yeah, he's been looking forty-five for a hot minute. And this is the first um, like Lampoon movie with uh, Juliette Lewis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh and man. This is the best. Was she pretty? Was she pretty established before this movie? I don't think so. I don't know because this wasn't her first movie, but I do think this movie probably could be credited to putting her more. So yeah, this is on her Wikipedia page, but uh, she was cast in her first major film role as Audrey. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really enjoyed her Jack Torrance uh, impersonation. <laughs> yeah, cruising as they're going to the country. And so I hadn't seen this before, and I was thinking, man, like, they're going out into the middle of nowhere to, like, not a tree lot to cut down this tree. And I was like, wow. That's, um, so that is actually, I think, one of the first laws that, they're, that they break mm-hmm. is uh, Illinois tree code. <laughs> like, because it's, they're basically, like, um, you have to have, like, a license you have to like go somewhere where people have like I don't know it's like a whole I'm not yeah. really good I don't know tree law <laughs> I don't know I don't tree, know tree law. law my favorite thing to hear at the bar I don't like, know tree law but bird law is completely different I'm very well versed mm. in bird law um but yeah I love that uh in this like one scene we go from like happy holiday film with everyone singing uh in the car and the kids being just really annoyed <laughs> and just Clark is so manic about the holiday like his his like thought process is just purely like the ends justify the means Mm -hmm. we are going Mm -hmm. to have a good family christmas we're going to pick out the perfect tree and it goes from holiday fun time to right and they immediately like switch the music into like this really unsettling ominous music we go from mad max to final destination to dukes of hazard real quick and like the music it's not even like a funny like haha this is fake horror like it's a i was like oh wow this is a really good like yeah because we have the uh the threat of the truckers the rednecks (laughs) yeah the threat of the the tailgating and the brake checks i mean yeah (laughs) and then of course he gets like sucked underneath the 18 wheeler and then Beverly just starts praying to God. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I was like, oh, they're Catholics. <laughs> it's this kind of Christmas movie. It's this kind of Christmas movie. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was very funny, like, off the bat, right on the nose humor, especially with, like, you know, like, typical dad's road rage and everything. But also it shows, like, like a preview into what the rest of the movie is going to be like with his just pure unhinged mm-hmm. uh totally flying off Which the bat. I love his handle. I love his road rage because yeah. it is passive aggressive, it is petty, but it's also like I don't know, it's just so well yeah. done. Like unnecessary but also like necessary. Nes- yeah. You know, got to prove a point. If you've ever been the one driving and getting tailgated oh like my gosh. that, it like is extremely especially necessary. Especially when they get stuck underneath the 18-wheeler like yeah, no, 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 no. And then from there, <laughs> they almost run into a snowplow, but instead they just launch that bitch like it's the General Lee right into, <laughs> right into the forest. And I'm over here like, God, I know that oil pan is fucked. <laughs> yeah, no, and so, like, they're going out into, like, the straight-up wilderness to go cut down a random tree in the forest. And I was thinking, um, you know, just first-time watch through, 
Are they just secretly broke and this is their penny pinching maneuver? You know to, what? Like, that would like make a, sense because of yeah. the, the, the pool, the swimming pool. That yeah, we find out. no, yeah. and like you find that out later. Spoiler alert. That's such a dad <laughs> At least thing. Our first That's actually probably like the most dad thing ever. It's right, like, like we can't afford something, so we're yeah, just going to go steal it. We can't afford it, but I also don't want to tell my family that because of pride. So we're going to turn this into a fun little It's also Christmas like one activity. of like the most like illegal things you can do in the yeah. state of Illinois, like, like universe wise. Like the legal eagle did like a really good breakdown of all the laws that um, Clark breaks. Is it specifically Clark, or is it Clark, just the whole? Just like shebang. the whole, like the whole shebang. Like there's so much like damage to property, like criminal <laughs> damage to yeah to property. Um, what is it? Yeah, criminal damage to property, kidnapping. Mm-hmm. Um, he like the lights like caused them like caused like power outages all over the city. Like he he's definitely a felon. The only thing, the only law that's not broken in this entire movie is public intoxication, mm-hmm. and that's because there are no laws in Illinois <laughs> regarding public intoxication. So you can, you know, you'll go, you'll. It's a felony to cash a hot check, but if you want to get shit faced drunk in the middle of the street, you're good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I do love uh, this entire movie. Just showcases from the the opening sequence the uh, the animated sequence mm-hmm. which sort of foreshadows uh clark's actions in a way uh clark is like the anti-grinch he is so overzealous he he is going i'm going to give my family the best biggest family christmas that chicago has ever ever seen <laughs> and but it's like all these little things it's like clark's the idea guy mm-hmm. <laughs> because every time like even when he's driving, he gets the idioms mixed up as he's trying to like pass the truck again. He's uh, uh eat my rust, eat my rubber, eat my rubber, burn dust. <laughs> and Russ is like, uh, "Dad, I think it's backwards." He goes, "Ah, whatever." Uh, and then as they like, they finally find the tree after this entire like, what is probably an hours long engagement. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Russ is like, "Hey, we bring bring the chainsaw, Dad," and we just have the. Boom. <laughs> and then we then see <laughs> they, they have, like, the uprooted, uprooted the, the car. Where they have used a car to get the tree uprooted. Like, uh, how like how much is a station wagon? Because those things look pretty durable. <laughs> they can yeah. rip a tree out. And also, like, what kind of monster snow tires do you have to have to get your <laughs> car through all those trees? It's, it's, pure, massive, it's pure determination. Yeah. No, yeah. Clark like, is literally Christmas is, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pure determination. He is the manifestation he, he's of He's going to get it done. He is a man... He's going to, you know, he's, he's a, man a man with who, a plan. He's a man with a plan. He's going to get this shit done. Like there's power in that. He probably just ripped it out with his bare hands and just threw it on the tree. I would not put it past yeah, him. Yeah, instead of uh again with the reverse grinch, instead of his heart growing. <laughs> and if it's if it's not Clark's his Christmas spirit, biceps. it's definitely all the cocaine that Chevy Chase did oh, on this set that made I him would, strong oh, enough to rip so. a Christmas tree. Also, <laughs> back into the uh, cast a little bit. Um, Chevy Chase, I I haven't seen any of these National Lampoon movies, so oh, I'm not super familiar with him. But uh, I was before we started recording, I was like, oh, Summer, is this actually the uh, creepy old dude from Community? Yeah, that's that's what Clark Griswold turns into. <laughs> yes, it turns into that's his, <laughs> that's his final form. That is his final form. Uh, so yeah, if you weren't uh, familiar with that and you are familiar with Community, it's this guy, younger and slightly more attractive, mm-hmm. not that much so. <laughs> I think me and Tyler discussed how the only way to get Chevy Chase to calm down is just to poke his little butthole chin. Yeah, the butt chin. That's like you just press it's, the button and it just instantly just. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, 
It's like a cat. You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and speaking of the cast, his wife is gorgeous. Yes. Beverly D'Angelo also, is drop dead. And also, like, D'Angelo, like, come on. Like, that's a perfect mm-hmm. last name for a beautiful woman. And she wears woman. pink so well like i was like watching this and i'm like i am i can't tell if i'm falling in love with this woman or am i falling in love with a color because she she wears pink like nobody's business and also like her beautiful christmas greens like whenever on christmas outfit yes the fits the the fits fits. the fits Mm -hmm. yes but did tyler did you want to continue on with your which part were we on? I think we were talking about. <laughs> sorry, we we just got. Sorry, so we started lost. talking about Beverly D'Angelo, and I just, just bitched at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about. Uh, I think we were like on the the tree, uprooting oh, the Christmas yeah. tree. Just like every bit of Clark, he is the perfect like buffoon. Mm-hmm. He is just everything about him. He's like the quintessential like movie dad. I think he's like. He's what would happen if the sitcom dad had like a PG thirteen rating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's like okay, we can now include like what would actually be occurring in this with the uh, the, the the little more anger and the uh, the booze, but yeah, and like the slightly dirtier dad jokes. Yeah. Oh, like, this is a very so the, for the time for like this time like this is pre bad Santa. This is pretty raunchy for a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, no, and it's just I think like also I just love. How like his he does seemingly he's almost punished for wanting to give his family this Christmas mm-hmm. by both plot developments, but also just also just like the slapstick nature of and everything. Also, just like his self-inflated ego. Yeah, like yeah, everything that's about punishing it punishing him because he reaches too far. Yeah. No. Also, he tells his wife at one point, "I just all I want." Uh, I have the exact quote. Yeah, I know he's saying all I want is a big family Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how long have you been married? Have y'all not had a big family like, Christmas? Yeah. Yet? Well, I think it's the idea of like cuz this happens with I feel like a lot of people is the uh you'll like alternate years if mm-hmm. it's far enough or mm-hmm. if you uh like you'll either go, go to, you'll to go the grandparents. To the, yeah, yeah, every every family cousins. member is like Every family member gets like their own big holiday. Yeah, and so he's like, he's like, no, this is we're gonna we're gonna bring them all in, and uh, it goes well (laughs) for a while. I mean, you know, it's not terrible. I do love the uh, the arrival of the grandparents on both sides. Mm -hmm. Yes, your mother waxes her upper lip. Couldn't tell. I love um, I love the scene where it's the two grandmothers that are uh, they're watching um, It's a Wonderful Life while making these giant gingerbread ha- houses and just mm-hmm. chain smoking. Yeah. On the couch, that to me, I don't know. That just like really stuck out to me. That's where I plan on being uh, whenever I'm their age. Um, I'm trying to think of like yeah. So like, do we have like the lights? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. lights are like pretty close to like the arrival of the grandparents. Yeah. The, the grandparents arrive and chaos ensues and everybody, especially Ellen and uh, Ellen and Clark are immediately like, oh, this is going to go well. Yeah. Because the kids are like, what do you mean? A couple of days. What do you mean? A couple yeah. of weeks. What do you mean? We have to share our room. Yeah. yeah. They, they force them to bunk together, which is just perfect. Uh, and yeah. And then Ellen, who did seemingly didn't want this to begin with, she sort of stuck with on the inside because Clark's like, oh, I have to put up the lights. Mm-hmm. And so he's able to like sneak away. But uh, that goes well because he has 25,000 twinkle lights. Yes. Uh, 25,000 lights. Which, that goes swimmingly. I even love the, again, this has so many good visual gags in it as well of, 
even when he like pulls out the lights and he hands them to Russ because he's again being the mm-hmm. if you're if you're either the only child or you're specifically the son, it's like you you pull Christmas duty. Like that is that is your, your you're role. gonna do lights. It's yeah. like and also they're both using this because they start this project as soon as the par- grandparents. Oh yeah, they're like I'd rather be get, like, outside out of the in the cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess like for sons traditionally it's oh um, daddy and some help in the garage. Yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Oh heavens, I have to go. Oh. And like Whereas, the daughters like, go the hide daughters, in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. hide in the kitchen with their mom. Yeah, so. it's perfect. <laughs> I'd be hiding in the attic. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of good like family holiday stereotypes uh, in this movie. And I think that's just one, like, I think we could probably get almost all of them. Like, every Christmas movie that we'll be reviewing probably has. Yeah, at like, least you have, like, you have the, the overzealous father mm-hmm. who's, like, determined on, like, mm-hmm. making sure everyone has a happy Christmas. You have the mother who's just trying to keep the house from falling apart and mm-hmm. trying to keep the kids and the relatives from killing each other while trying to be, like, this happy homemaker. You have the, the older daughter or, like, the daughter who's just over everyone's shit. And then you have, like, the little boy who's just, mm-hmm. like, you know, like the voice yeah. of reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, probably the the lighting scene, which occurs pretty early on in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like along the house and he's like. He's yeah. Well, ladders. even like going into it with he's, he has the ladders. This he's movie going made up. me scared of ladders. Oh, no, that's fair. Like he's going <laughs> to and we start like it's it's all these warning signs of mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing this. But. Clark's ever the optimist, old Griswold. What is it with Christmas movies and staple guns? I don't know. It's like a thing. I think it's like a thing. Like the staple gun is like everybody's mm-hmm. nemesis around the holidays. Yeah, no, we've always never used... wants to work properly. Yeah. But it's the only time of year that you really use any kind of staple gun or nail yeah. gun. Yeah, no. And so it uh it goes poorly. Clark almost dies. They twice. they lose a gutter. They use <laughs> the gutter yeah. gets launched into the neighbor's house. Yeah, and destroys I, like their whole row of PS5 consoles, yeah. <laughs> or like their Segas, but they look like yeah. PS5 consoles. No, yeah. the uh, yeah, I I just love him on the roof because we have at first he climbs up the ladder and then he slides like the ladder like decompresses and he goes all well, the way he down. He climbs it. up the ladder with the string of lights mm-hmm. in his mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A total mood. Oh, mm-hmm. violation one. Uh, <laughs> climbs all the way up. Looks down, realizes yeah. how far up he is. Um, the neighbors come out of the house and they're like, I hope he falls. I hope he breaks his neck. Yeah. And well, I was no, also, we won't be that lucky. I, think I was fall. thinking, uh, like, were they ahead of their time with that kind of dark humor? Or was that dark humor kind of coming into its own in the 80s? Oh, dark humor in the 70s and 80s. I think that's like where it was birthed. Right. Like the anti like consumerism or like the like the like whole, totally making fun of like the yuppie like yeah. That whole kind of like mm-hmm. level of dark humor and irony. Like whenever we get to Scrooge, you'll see a lot of that. That's just Bill Murray. And also speaking of the neighbors, it's Julia Louise Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. Yes, we love I love her. I love her outfit. Yeah. I love that she's wearing black, No, I love all her black outfits. sunglasses at night. Honestly, I was rooting for her the whole time. Anytime she popped up, I was on her side. And I don't know if that's because I was actually on the neighbor's side or if it's because it was Julia Louise Travis. It's probably like a little bit of Julia. I love that whenever we they're, we're introduced to the yuppies, you just see Clark in his garage with like a chainsaw and a mm-hmm. Jason mask. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, where, where are you going to stick that tree? Bend you, over. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> you can't talk to me like that. I wasn't talking to you. And then they like, just leave Damn. it like that. I would yeah. be more like. Damn. Like Clark's what? like, I'm not having anyone's shit. I'm going to have a happy fucking holiday. 
you yuppie. <laughs> yeah, I think and that we go from, uh, yeah, Clark, he yeah, gets so on the he roof. he gets on the roof, on the ladder, he looks down, and then the ladder, like, he realizes, oh, mm-hmm. shit, this is extremely high up. And then the ladder, like, collapses mm-hmm. on itself, and then he starts again. <laughs> yeah, he goes immediately back up to it. And then, At like, one point, yeah. he, like, falls against the tree, and he Yeah, just no, he's, like, back. he's getting the lights going, like, he's in his rhythm, but then he gets stuck on the staple gun, or is it just, like, a random He, st- he staples himself to, to the, the, the yeah. guard, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I'm just thinking this... Freaking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just take the time to slowly unease yourself. Meanwhile, like, he yanks his sleeve off. Mm-hmm. This is where he falls against the tree instead mm-hmm. of, like, actually killing himself in the slapstick manner. Yeah. And then he slings himself forward again, does hit his mark on the house, but because it's a ladder and a rickety one, <laughs> he falls and is now on the other side of the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, just his face during this whole time is just like... Is the, gold. Didn't you say, like, fine. so did he do it's all that okay. on his own or was that an accident? I think you mentioned that someone did an interview. Or, well, him. no. So, yeah, he did uh, He did all this stuff on his own. The but he accident. wasn't, like, actually on that top ladder, right? No. It was, yeah. pr- it, 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 it was obviously... Uh, it's... There's some falsification. Definitely some it. Buster Buster Keaton yeah. kind of stuff going on there. Definitely some like 19 like some silent movie uh, vibes going with the comedy on it. Because mm-hmm. then we go through, we have that moment. He finally gets in the roof. He's putting, he's getting, he's finishing up getting the lights done, and then he falls off. And that's when we have him with holding onto the mm-hmm. gutter. He's like, oh, and he you see the moment where he's like, I got it. Yeah, I can just like shimmy my way back to the ladder, and then as he's going, the he, the gutter slides away and launches an icicle into the neighbor's house, uh, and then he just falls into the bushes. Mm-hmm. And Ellen comes out, and is like, Clark, dinner's ready, and he's here. Be right in <laughs> from like the bush, yeah. and she just goes back inside. Uh, and then later on the night, we get. Uh, the lighting the fiasco. sequence mm-hmm. where Clark's like, I got him done, I'm ready. And he brings everybody out when he hasn't plugged mm-hmm. in, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the aunts or like one of the grandmothers is like in the basement and like flips a switch or something like that. Yeah, his mom. Well, they don't light the first time and everyone goes back inside and then mm-hmm. he, his father's like, well, I would check the yeah, lights I'd, every time. Yeah, I checked the bolt. I, that's yeah. also one of my favorite one. Like, it's I like noticed the most this. defeating, like like the most defeated we see him. Yeah, like his dad is consoling him and has one of my favorite like lines in the movie is that I, I didn't catch until this time is, uh, you know, I check every single bulb and he's like, I did that. And he goes, if you need any help, Clark, I'll be upstairs asleep. <laughs> and I never caught the asleep part. But, uh, and then Russ, he's like, Russ is like, oh, we, yeah, we checked every bulb. Like, mm-hmm. we did it. And then he's like, oh, I got to do it again. And Russ is like, oh, would you look at the time? I'd go yeah. do my homework and feed the hog. <laughs> got to uh, go through, like, every excuse. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, then, like, then Audrey, she consoles him, which is like, because we never see her being sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it, it, it will look cool, Dad, Yeah, if it lit no, up. No, <laughs> and Roger, Audrey, like, at first I was thinking, oh, man, this is, like, um, Another Juliette bride, Lewis's, yeah. like, uh, for some reason in my head I was thinking she was, like, a staple, uh, usually, like, a bully kind of mm-hmm. character. Yeah. But she's actually, like, really sweet in the she, movie. Yeah. She's actually, so I, I met her once, and I didn't even realize who she was. I thought she was just, like, another actor, like, um... I think it was like for the Hellion, whenever they shot Hellion out here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know who she was, and she kept asking if we had juice bars. And I was like, no, we don't have anything. But, <laughs> this is not that type of place. But we, like, we did talk about like how like she likes shooting films at like 
small towns because mm-hmm. they're like it's like really cool to kind of see different places in America and it's really cool to be outside of the city. And of course, I was like 18 at this time. I'm like, I will do anything to get out of this town. I'm tired of seeing this town. I've never been outside of this town. And she's like, no, no, no. There's like a lot of really cool stuff in small cities. But she was really down to earth. And there's probably a picture of me and her together on some flip phone. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, she was actually a really cool down to earth person. But she tends to play like really like, I don't know. like Not she, necessarily like bully, but probably like the more pessimist. She Yeah, she plays like um, really down to earth characters, but she also plays like really weird, like wacky characters. Like, I don't know, just like no bullshit characters, I think is yeah. like the best way to describe it. Very much fitting to her personality, just like real kind of down to earth, straight laced, you know, like no bullshit kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like in this one, like we have like that moment like with uh, Audrey and clark and she's like a little bit sweeter but for the most time for most of the part she's kind of being a bratty yeah i mean i'd be a brat too but i mean like aren't we all yeah it's like i have to sleep in the same bed as my little brother Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah no you would also i i don't know anyone who wouldn't be i like that the the grandfather is sitting up in uh Rusty's bed. And he oh looks yeah, up. no. And I was like, "What is he gazing it's like at?" A... So lovingly, and, <laughs> and it's, it's this like pinup poster. Pin-up poster, but the poster behind him. I don't know if y'all caught it, but it's two turtles having sex. Oh really? No, yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> it's That's it's so pretty good. baller. Um, so we have like the light fiasco. So they don't turn on, and then um, is it later on in the movie that someone flips a switch? No. Well, so yeah, is it is it the same night or is it no, the next night? It's he's going through it. And uh, yeah, because, going through checking every single light. No, because what happens is he uh, he's going like it's he's trying to get the lights done, and then he he like gets everybody back out because mm-hmm. he's like because his mom goes in and like flips a switch, and then the lights come on because he had it all wired to the garage, mm-hmm. which has a like a light switch mm-hmm. which powers everything, and he wasn't aware of it, and so then he goes back in. Or, uh, Has everyone come back out? Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this, look at yeah. this. And then because Ellen comes back, she does it. And then as she's going back inside, she had to get something out of like the freezer in the garage. And then it's after he uh, he has his breakdown mm-hmm. afterwards. Because he's like, they come on and he's like freaking out. He like kicks everything. This mm-hmm. is actually in the where movie. He, where he breaks his... Yeah, where yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Chevy Chase decided to go off script on it where he just gets frustrated so it's like yelling. So he decided to then destroy like the lawn ornaments like the Santa mm-hmm. Claus and the reindeer and he said he uh, when he hit one he broke a finger and he just kept going with the scene because it was mm-hmm. like a good take. Uh, but he's like you just gotta be tough with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is payback for Chevy Chase being And also I an feel asshole. like the cocaine probably helps. Easily. Oh yeah. It's like it's noticeable throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah. Happy Happy, happy and Christmas. Then, and then we have the well probably the most well known shots of uh it's dual edit it's like this parallel editing between mm-hmm. Clark losing his mind mm-hmm. on the lawn and Ellen realizing mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Like another one of those classic uh not necessarily like a Christmas trope, but just old movie tropes where yeah. the wife is mm-hmm. actually the true mastermind. Oh I know, yeah. yeah. She's and is she's figuring out how to fix everything. Yeah, she's and definitely the smarter. A simultaneous moment of him trying yeah. one final time yeah. to plug <laughs> everything in. <laughs> her the, the flipping the switch, and then we, we get that beautiful spark. Yeah, and, and yeah. back to our poor neighbors. My girl Julia is blinded by. They the are. Like, they're trying to have a nice night. 
and then it's just no window no curtains in their <laughs> bedroom this huge window and it's just blinding and that's when we get the shot of um, the city going out of power. Yeah. yeah and having Hilarious, to do auxiliary. Like, like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's so casual, too. It's like, ah, that's again. Clink. Yeah. Well, Clink. Griswold. <laughs> another felony. Mm-hmm. Or not really a felony, but like, that's another Just a broken. menace to society. Yeah. He's a, he, Clark Griswold is a kingpin. Um, he's a crime lord. Uh but yeah, and so then from there, I think doesn't Eddie doesn't cousin Eddie show up? Yeah, no, everybody no, he is gets like locked in the attic. Or no, no, locked Eddie in the shows attic up. Is next. Ed, Eddie shows up at the lighting scene because everybody's like so because Clark's so overwhelmed with joy, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's so beautiful, Clark." Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and he then pulls he, up and he's like, "I hope he didn't do all this for me." Yeah, I hope he didn't do all me, Clark. So he then like, the lighting hey. scene has to be two different days. Is it? I feel like it's one day. Because he does get locked in the attic after the grandparents come. But that's that's after the lighting sequence. That's next. That's oh. after the lighting sequence because the... Uh, but the cousins weren't there because he was the only one at home and the grandparents They might have done... I, I think they might have done the uh, the attic before then, then maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah, see. Also, I love there's one very specific shot in the attic when he gets locked up there mm-hmm. where... Uh, <laughs> he's stepping like you know how you're only supposed to step on the wood beams not yeah. the insulation yes. mm-hmm. he steps on specifically just the insulation yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead <laughs> of the wood beams <laughs> and also like is there really like I've never been stuck in an attic before is there really no latch for people to get themselves out if like um, I try to get stay out of attics as much as I can because I don't like low ceilings or heat but, or yeah. you know, anything. But if this is true, attic. then there's no need for the fear of the attic I always had as a child because the attic is like right above the entrance to my room mm-hmm. and my room is like cut off from everything else mm-hmm. when the attic ladder is down. And I always was thinking like, uh, you know, anxiety manifesting in itself <laughs> as a small child, like, what if there's some like crazy person living up there mm-hmm. and I'm stuck and I can't get out because the if the door is down, we used to have a pretty I'm big attic. In. We used to have a really big attic in our garage that you you could actually stand up mm-hmm. in, and I would go up there and smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> but it was because like the ceilings weren't super low; it was like big enough, mm-hmm. and there's like a window. It's actually really nice. I hope my dad doesn't find it. He'll probably listen to this episode. Redacted. Like, That's right. Yeah, redacted. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Now that I know, supposedly no one can actually open up the attic, and so I was just thinking, like, what if some crazy person's hiding up there? Because I remember I had accidentally like watched some Criminal Minds or like CSI episode of like one of those crazy mm-hmm. creeps as a small child, like some person hiding in an attic. And they were like living off of oranges, and they found all the orange pills oh, up there. Oh, that's the Velisca axe murders or something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. There's actually know. been a couple of murders where people have found out that somebody was living in their attic. Yeah, no. So, that's so like, I was always you know, terrified of that <laughs> as a small child because yeah. the attic was like so close to me, uh-uh, and like they no. could get me very mm-hmm. easily. But if the person who's living up there can't get down without outside help, then yay. So <laughs> I like that. So one, I I am so worried. Because, like, so growing up with, like, parents, you always have, like, a project on the house and, like, you know, old, you know, <laughs> DIY flippers. The amount of damage to his own property mm-hmm. is, like, really concerning because not only did they bust out the windows whenever they did the Christmas tree, but when they're up in the attic, at one point his feet just fall through mm-hmm. into Rusty's bed. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, they're going to have to replace sheetrock on that ceiling yeah. for that one specific yeah, spot. Yeah, no, I was that's thinking gonna about be, that. That's going to be not fun to do. And yeah. also it's doable, but it's going to be not fun. Such an eyesore because, you know, like, especially like we know down here because with like just hurricane damage, like you'll patch the roof, but then it's like how long until you get to the point where you actually paint over mm-hmm. the part where you patched? Oh, I and knew people who had poster. Yeah. His pin-up poster's ruined. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was probably like a collectible. <laughs> also, why is his bunk, like his top bunk, that close to the ceiling? I don't like that. No, yeah. And I don't like, like that. He's mm-hmm. stuck up there in that freezing cold attic. And then, again, with like the ladder scene, he doesn't freak out. He just has that serene look of like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> this is happening. And yeah. like uses the heat coming yeah, up he's from very, the house. He's very adaptable. He's like, I'm just going to go with it. You know, and he puts yeah. on like... <laughs> the fur coat and the gloves with like the little uh oh yeah and like tur- some sort yeah. of like turban and i was like yeah and he's me just like cleaning watching. my room i love that he has old film reels mm-hmm. and he's just watching the old family photos on the reels oh i love that yeah. he's just reminiscing and it's like oh this is why no, we're doing all this and like he is such a mama's boy mm-hmm. for real though oh no, yeah like seriously this boy loves his mama and i think it's funny he's too, even because, wearing her clothes yeah to preface it a little bit clark they're getting ready to go like shopping go christmas shopping as a family and clark oh, shit, yeah. decides to like go into the attic for some reason and well he went up there to hide his gifts yeah and then mm-hmm. he, <laughs> he he locks uh ellen comes by and she mm-hmm. notices the wife's down. mother, yeah. Yeah, and uh, just puts it up, and then he's like, he's like help, help. <laughs> he's like trying to open up the, the ladder door. I like how whenever he opens up the ladder, this part killed you whenever you watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, when he opened it. <laughs> and it and just hits him right in the face. <laughs> because that's, it's, I, that's it's so, perfect. so fucking relatable. And then it just turns it. there's like, he does the rake bit, where it's like you step on a rake, you turn around, you step on another mm-hmm. rake, mm-hmm. and then it's just... But it's with like uh, planks, like wooden planks, mm-hmm. uh, to step on, and yeah, it just—he was pulling out all the it's comedy. It's so tropes. good. It's so good. And it's just work. Yeah. Pure slapstick in the attic, and then also we get the uh, him crying, and uh, no, he cries a lot. He cries with the film reel, and then mm-hmm. also whenever the lights finally work, yes. <laughs> he has tears glistening in his yeah. eyes, and it's it's so good. Yeah. And then also even we have him like stepping through the roof, like stepping through the ceiling. And then the ending of it, the ending of the sequence is they come home with the gifts, mm-hmm. and he's sitting on top of the door. Mm-hmm. No, the <laughs> wife, the wife through. goes to the attic to hide her gifts, yeah. like he just... was doing, and he's sitting. Yeah, and he just falls straight down. That one is completely on him because he knew where that door was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the attic scenes. A nice tight scene that's hilarious, and then also we're forgetting about the uh, the uh, Clark and Russ going to the mall the oh, first time, mm, and the yeah, uh, the no, lingerie that's way before Mary, yeah. Mary, <laughs> <laughs> no shit, <laughs> no, no and, shit, no, and, and like the scene before this, it's whenever he's at work and he's discussing like the bonus, and we yeah. find out about the yes. Well, first, okay, we his need to Chaz, establish his Chaz uh, coffee mug. Yeah. Spot on. We need to establish a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do, uh, they go to get the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. Then it switches into coming home and we meet the neighbors 
And then it's uh, the nighttime scene where they're in bed, him and his wife. Yeah, and I'm they, thinking, they have the oh, we, so the we also have, we have the perfect trope of like Wait, opposites oh, attract. And like, how does this beautiful woman get stuck with this kind of man? Yeah. That's like an every I love single it. movie. I love that so much. Because she has her pink nightgown and yes, he's and in like a like child's so pajama yeah. set. <laughs> was, like, we were trying to figure out what was on the pajamas. If it was dinosaurs, if it was people riding dinosaurs, mm-hmm. if it was people riding dinosaurs while having sex. Mm-hmm. And the dinosaurs were having sex. Yeah, just we were trying to figure that out throughout the whole thing. Um, but I love that uh, whenever he's like flipping through the pages after mm-hmm. like opening up the Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, he opens up the Christmas tree and it a- knocks out windows. To him. Yeah. And he's in the middle of the tree. He's like, what a sap. <laughs> and then it cuts to and him. And it cuts to him just like flipping through and just, and uh, you were saying how you didn't understand yeah. why. Like last year, yeah. I've seen this movie like at least thirty-five times, and last year I was like, "Oh my god, it's because of the sap! It's because of it's the sap!" <laughs> but it's so well done, and it's so subtle, and yeah. And then he gets stuck on her hair. <laughs> He's like, "Night." Yeah, and, <laughs> and then they're like... having like this whole conversation, <laughs> and just uh, Beverly, Beverly's so like, for someone who's not very um, what's the word? Very like uh, like loud or very like expressive. Yeah, like emotive. She, yeah. yeah, very emotive. She's able to like just go with it i don't know like her her she's a very pristine or like elegantly put together Mm -hmm. and for her to like totally not be phased by this i think it's like the comedy of it yeah and like honestly at this point married to this man it's just like it just kind of submits the relationship like she's just unfazed by clark is kind of a goblin man (laughs) yeah (laughs) he like bumbles his way through life but he's like it's funny too because he's uh he is like intelligent yeah, he has no. like a nice job. Yeah, like, like but a... I was also like wondering why is she with him? Is it because of the butt chin? Maybe. It's probably because of the butt chin. And I was also thinking at one point whenever I was watching this, like they have such a nice house, mm-hmm. and she—it doesn't seem like she has a job, and it's just like we really are past the time when you grow up, yeah, get a nice job, family, home, get like this beautiful house, have your beautiful children. The fact children. that his bonus this is enough to like take yeah. them to like Europe and take them mm-hmm. to. Wally World and take them to uh yeah all on a single like family a income mm-hmm. that is days of the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must be I nice. will never own a home. No, none of us. <laughs> our our economy is down the shitter. Yeah, it's because you millennials want to spend so much money on your iced coffee and your 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 your, your avocado toast and your <laughs> <laughs> and y'all don't work enough. There's a labor. Nobody wants to work. It's like okay, no one wants that, to work no. for two sixteen an hour yeah. plus tips. We need to Sorry. raise the wage. Sorry, seven twenty five doesn't uh, rent. Dude, seven twenty five in Beaumont, Texas, where the medium income is fifty thousand well, no. dollars. They're literally can't like, even. Buy, I've been like, looking for apartments for like the past year, and like rents here are almost as much as Houston. And I'm not gonna yeah. pay Houston prices to live and in Beaumont. The housing mm-hmm. tax, like the like. Or taxes like for for any kind of property are the property taxes the same in Austin? Yeah, no, but like, like Austin real estate has like completely gotten out of hand. Oh, it is. Yeah, like it's cheaper for me to go. Like literally, I have the opportunity to go stay in a four bedroom, like go stay in a four bedroom house, like, and the I think like in uh, Colorado, and I think the rent is only going to be eighteen hundred a month, mm-hmm. and it's going to be split between four people because it's a four bedroom. Or, I'm sorry, a three-bedroom. So, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I could go. Yeah, I could just like move to Colorado. That's like, less than $400 a month. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, here, like, um, 
even in our shittiest apartments, <laughs> the rent is like nine fifty, not including utilities. Which I know for like other places, like that's like kind of like complaining about small numbers. But like when you have black mold in your apartment, yeah, and like your no, door, like our apartments, our shitty apartments are not. They're they are shitty apartments. I once went to someone's apartment and they had black mold on their ceiling, and they took out like a. I think they contacted the um the whatever the complex yeah the and they're like yeah we'll get to you in six months and like there's a whole hole in the ceiling with roaches yeah. coming out of it and then his patio door was just glued shut because i never fixed it and his rent was 950 a month yeah and that's just like, like the quality of living not to mention beaumont's like strangely high crime rate <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's and there, there's a reason why we're like one of the most depressing cities. To live in. <laughs> like that's actually a statistic fact. <laughs> but um, but anyway, back back on track. Back on track. Back so on we track. Go from yeah. the uh, discussing things in bed, and then it goes to him at his office, mm-hmm. and we establish um, both the bonuses. When are we getting our bonuses? Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of like family man? How important Christmas is to Clark. We see him in not like the family element as like the slapstick, uh, holistic family dad, but as like a corporate man mm-hmm. uh, who he is at work. And he's still kind of like a goober, like a happy yeah. go-lucky goober. Like, but you know, everyone has their like coffee cups and he has the Tasmanian devil coffee yeah. cup. Which is a collectible uh-huh. and I want one because <laughs> we used to have one and I would like that replaced. I also want my Bugs one. Replaced. And uh, his coworker is like, you truly are the last family man because yeah. he's so excited about putting in the pool and we get introduced to the boss who mm-hmm. I don't know this actor's name. He has a great voice. Uh, so that's Bill Murray's older brother. We figured oh, that out really? last night. Brian. Oh, Brian. Yeah. And he's in every single one of- He's actually very handsome. He actually uh, wrote like him and Bill uh, were wrote together for SNL like when SNL was like just starting out like the first season and on mm-hmm. so like yeah it's it's actually really cute and like with Dennis Quaid uh, if you don't know exactly who this man is if you ever watch the TV show The Middle <laughs> it's the mom's he's, the boss he's, owner yeah. at the car dealership he's also he's also done voices for the misadventures of like Flapjack and he's done like a lot of voices for Cartoon Network yeah and he always plays like this kind of like boss character that's a little bit of penny just pincher. a grouchy old man yeah. like his voice is very iconic yeah, he has a great, great voice. Yeah. And um, so we established, like, the pool thing. But we don't know at this point that he doesn't have enough. Yeah. But we do know that he put down, like, an astronomical amount. It's going to be a nice for pool. For even today, how much this pool is. It's a $7,500 deposit. Yeah. Which, like, that's rent here yeah. in Beaumont. Yeah. That's, that's for, rent, For, like, yeah. at least, what? I'm pretty sure that's uh, two regular years, rent maybe. LA. Yeah, no, like that's yeah. a significant amount. And not count, like today, not counting for inflation, you mm-hmm. know, that's an expensive, expensive pool. And then, um, so we go from that to the department store where he's shopping for Christmas gifts for his family. And, and I just, I thought it was true to Mary. Yeah, and true to Mary. Which Mary's girl. hot, but like you're you're married to Beverly. Dean. No, right? Like, like your I'm wife sorry. Is like a total don't get me hottie. wrong. I love brunettes. Like I would always choose a brunette. No, I was admiring your hair, and I was like, mm, I'm getting my haircut soon. Should we keep the bangs? Should I show her a picture of this woman's hair and be like, this like, is what I want? And Mary, Mary's definitely hot, but Beverly, like Beverly, even the, like I don't know. I just you no, can't she's compare. gorgeous. You can't compare. Like I don't know. You just like, can't truly compare. Truly gorgeous. Like just. She has, like, the glistening blue eyes with mm-hmm. the blonde hair, impeccable style and elegance. I mean, come on. 
right puts up with his shit she's perfect yeah she's she's uh, like the best wife ever and he's over here like telling this he literally a, said they were getting divorced like right? he denied and he said like oh my wife's dead actually yeah. and like you know right before the scene we had his co-worker saying you're the last true family man mm-hmm. and then like here he is in this department store like totally like harassing and lusting after this person. I, I love a little bit nippy out. Nipple, nippy. Oh, I mean, he, nip, nip. No, right. He and like, bumbled his way into having a dead wife. We could yeah. truly, like, accuse him of, like, you know, uh, like, the Me Too movement, like, harassment, like, actually recognize it for what it is if it weren't it's for, like, so, the trope so of fucking, the girl, yeah. like, accepting him, like, oh, huh, Well, it's so comical. my panties. They go up failing. so high. You can't see the line. See that, Ruth? You know? No line. No mm-hmm. line. No line. <laughs> I don't think she even was wearing underwear. No, like you couldn't have been. <laughs> you couldn't have been. That was too perfect. But I love, um, yeah, I love like the whole like after he like talks to his boss, we have the iconic Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss your ass. <laughs> kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> I forget what, what went down to make him kind of. Because he gets set, like he gets set off, like in such like a subtle way. I think it's just he's annoyed by like this. It's all like it's all just, yeah. Because like, it's wigs. back in the uh, so it's still in the office scene before the department store, and like the boss walks by. They're kind of like discussing bonuses mm-hmm. a little bit, and then like he says like an authentic Merry Christmas to his boss because you have to suck up so you get mm-hmm. that bonus. Yeah. But then it's like the asshole bigwigs who you know are better than you, but they can't actually do anything about your bonus. So you're like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) You know, like the playful office satire, but also like a real fuck you in there too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, then we have the Mary scene. (laughs) Yeah. And then going from that, I think it's the grandparents arriving. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into the first stage of the Christmas lights. And so I am pretty sure it takes place over two nights actually now, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm trying like I'm looking so we at the do, Wikipedia page. We do really um, Christmas timeline. lights. We do Christmas lights the first round. It fails. The father is discussing it with him. And he's like, oh, it's okay, son. Try every light bulb again. I'll be asleep. And then that night is whenever he's staring wistfully up at the ceiling. And I'm like, what is he looking at? He's so happy right now, you know? And it's that pinup poster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is he so happy whenever, you know, it's like a travesty just happened with the lights? And then, um, you know, it's a pinup poster. And then the next day comes, the lights are still on the house, but they're not working. They go out Christmas shopping. He gets locked in the attic. And then that night after the attic and Christmas shopping day, it's um, lights to electric boogaloo. (laughs) And uh, they finally work. And then the cousins get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, I got kind of lost in the sauce at this point. Um, Just, like, crazy cousins. So this uh, is this is where Randy characters, Quaid, yeah. This is where Randy Quaid not only chews and eats the scenery, but shits it out and steals the entire show. In my opinion, no, it's beautiful because like this is probably like his, and this is like his most well-known character. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that the Rottweiler's named Snot because he has a <laughs> he has a nasal condition. <laughs> yeah, nasal condition. <laughs> But um, yeah, and they they're talking about how like uh, they're living in an RV, and he's like, "Yep, they got the house. <laughs> I got the RV." And it's like this piece of shit tin can. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, and it's, we're only gonna be here for a couple months." Yeah, we'll or, or be- he's like, "Oh, don't worry, you know." It's like, but you know, or I think what was it? Like Clark is like, "Oh yeah, it's real nice." Well, you know, don't get too attached because we're gonna because like in the next two months it's gonna be we're gonna take it with yeah. us. <laughs> he's like, two months. <laughs> no, I do love the way that Eddie just kind of like. 
he's straight such up a, rolls up in there. Yeah, he's such a parasite. Havoc. He's he's pure he's unadulterated. Sucking chaos. down the eggnog. I like that he's cracking the nuts and just eating it. Just very yeah. uncouth. No, I, I yeah. So they come in. We establish like his wife. Their two little kids come in. Uh, mm. We establish all their characters. Get the introductions. Uh, then they go inside, and I was surprised by like how nicely he cleaned up, mm-hmm. and that's where the dicky comes in. So okay, Tyler, uh, Tyler, Kelsey, and I were watching this, and f- I was infuriated <laughs> with the dicky because I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What is that weird turtleneck thing that's under his sweater?" But it's just like a square cloth because you could see his nipples. That was a very <laughs> thin sweater, so like you see Randy Kit Quaid's beautiful body all tightly packed package uh and like yes he's got a beer cup you know he's mm-hmm. fucking beautiful like, i like yeah. i like my big boys he's a nice southeast texas man yeah like a little <laughs> bit of we all like that little bit of pudge it's like he's got like the dad bod of dad bods and i love that he's very very tall but like all of his like all of his clothes are super super tight on him and uh-huh. he's always like walking with like kind of like a slight hunch but um, also like his pants are a little too tight on the groin oh yeah <laughs> but oh, um, yeah Anyway, for, <laughs> if you don't know what a dickie is, it's like a weird bib. Like, you know, those fan- it's for the people who want to be fancy with, like, their college shirt under, like, their, like, pullover or their sweater or whatever. And, like, have the nice little collar sticking out. But instead of a full shirt, it's, it's just, just like a, a square, bib. It's like a square yeah. cloth, like a bib with, like, a turtleneck. Yeah. And the shirt, the sweater that he's wearing is see-through. So you can see the outline of, like, the cloth. And it's really... Uh... Yeah. If you're OCD like me at all. It doesn't create the like exact it. illusion that the dicky was going for. It's great. And like his hair slicked back like a mm-hmm. greaser. That's like his first solid fit. And they're like sucking down eggnog. Yeah. Just, and these weird, mm-hmm. weirdly beautiful moose glasses. Yeah. They're uh, so that's um, a callback. Callback to the first movie. Where mm-hmm. they get stuck like um, in the. Uh, they're at Wally World. They Wally World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, uh, where they, they do actually. So there's like a little bit of a break in continuity. Uh, when Beverly says that this is our family's first kidnapping, because technically they kidnapped the security guard. Yeah, yeah. This is actually their second kidnapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can't admit to that. Yeah. Not yeah. to the kidnapped. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Well, he was also a security guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like anybody personally, you know, important. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's not your average citizen's kidnapping. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it happens, okay? They're determined. Park was closed. The moose out front didn't tell them. But yeah, we do that scene. The dog starts drinking the uh, water. <laughs> the water out of the, the Christmas tree. Yeah. Christmas tree. Oh. Uh, we have the wives in the kitchen and kind of establishing those. Mm-hmm. Then it goes into the bobsledding, I believe. Yes, they want to yeah. take the kids bobsledding. Yeah, bobsledding. And then does something else happen? Or Ooh, is it love, that there's a, night? There's a small moment in there where they're just like kind of walking around. And he has the little like windmill. Mm-hmm. The little wooden windmill, and Eddie just like touches it, and it falls apart, which is such a subtle like yeah. like act to showcase that the pure chaos that, that is Eddie uncle causes. Eddie. No, it's like every time your cousins come, and it's yeah. like if it's little cousins, you hide your Wii mm-hmm. or your PlayStation or whatever, yeah. and then you know um, whenever you become adults, it becomes like hiding your favorite knickknacks yeah. and stuff so they don't destroy them. Would uh, Eddie be chaotic neutral? Mm-hmm. He's not evil. But he's not necessarily good. Mm-mm. I would say he's chaotic neutral. I would say so too. He's like the opposite of. I feel Clark. like Clark though. He's not chaotic good. He wants. He thinks he's chaotic good, but he's actually chaotic evil. <laughs> chaotic evil. Yes. It's all for selfish purpose. Yes. It's all to get out of a uh, ha- of you know, what is it? Uh, 
Well, not credit for car, not credit card fraud, but like. Oh, it'd be. Uh, he wrote a hot check. Well, yeah, which is a which is like I think a felony, like a five year felony. Oh no, it's a felony. <laughs> it's defrauding a financial institution. Mm. That's what it is. Right, and then um, totally not familiar with that. He talks. He goes back to work. So um, the cousins cousins come. Uh, we meet them outside. They go inside. Then he goes back to work, and he and his uh, coworker are discussing like. Well, I guess they're waiting till the last minute. Yeah. And then he takes the gift into his boss, and the boss is like, put it over there. Yeah. I don't care. Oh, and then another good one-liner is um, he doesn't want to talk to Clark anymore, so he pretends to be on the phone. He says, get me somebody. Get me anybody. <laughs> yeah. Be quick about it. And get me somebody while I'm waiting for you to get me somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it goes into uh, Bob setting that night, and then they come home, and then, uh, Clark has his wet dream uh, actual his wet fantasy, dream of the yeah, pool. Literal wet dream. Yeah. And then we see uh, sales girl Mary again. And mm. we're about She's to doing get... her best Phoebe Cates. Mm. Yeah, no. You know, like call back to uh, Fast Times at mm. Ridgemont. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And oh, then yeah. right before the pinnacle of the wet dream comes. In the jugs, we have little Ruby Sue. <laughs> little Ruby Sue comes down She's our little like, Lucy Are you Lou, Santa? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you're not santa Uncle and then Clark, uh yeah <laughs> we find out that their parents don't have a christmas gifts for yeah. them and it's Which, actually very sad yeah, it does establish though that like clark really is like this is yeah, where I think, he is a good wholesome family yeah, man like he end. does because he's like he cares and he's yeah. like no you are a good girl santa will come for you and she's like mm. well santa didn't come last year yeah <laughs> oh. we were good and he's like well, no, what Santa comes here every year, he's and like, I'm gonna I've actually make sure. He's like, I actually I heard from like recently. So, yeah, so and then watch this kind of ties back into uh, it's not directly in the timeline, but this goes into Clark uh, and Eddie shopping at Walmart, and <laughs> I just love that Eddie. This is when he's in one of the leisure suits. Eddie just <laughs> keeps on like piling. Is that the more. blue leisure suit? I think it's the other one. I think it's like the tan he has, one. He has multiple suits of leisure. Multiple suits of leisure. I'm a very relaxed man. But he keeps on piling on more and more dog food onto the shopping cart. And Clark mm-hmm. pretty much tells him, like, hey, uh, Ellen and I talked about it. And we want to, uh, mm-hmm. like, help with the gifts. And he's like, oh, Clark. You don't have to, but here's a list yeah, of alphabetical order. Yeah, and then he pulls out, like, order. the list as And then... Doesn't he Need get? Does, yeah, <laughs> does, yeah. He's gonna use Clark's own money to buy him yeah. a gift. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like also like I picked out a real nice one for you. Yeah, it's so it's he's such a chaotic mm-hmm. character. Uh, but yeah, then I think we go into the uh, like he's realizing um, he talks to his uh, coworker about the bonuses, and he's like, actually, I just talked to my son, and a messenger dropped it off at the house. Yeah, yeah. We, so we, I have we, mine. We and then, like, the burner is heating up under him for, like, mm. oh, no, where's yeah, mine? Yeah. Am I not getting mine? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, like, leading up to, like, the climax of the family dinner on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. Mm-hmm. Also, like, um, we didn't really discuss the trope of the advent calendar. No, I love that. They use that as, yeah, yeah, no, as a passage so of time. Cute. Yeah. Also, yeah, it's so cute. Also, it's very clever. It's mm-hmm. super clever. I don't I understand the vibe that. of it, though. Is it just haunted dolls? <laughs> I think that is, like, the vibe of Advent. Like, half of Christmas stuff is just, like, terrifying we used to, baby yeah, we used, Yeah, yeah, that's oh. actually very accurate. We used to have, like, chocolate. We discussed chocolates. last episode uh, the number of baby Jesuses in your grandmother's yes. house. Yes, yes. Oh, 100%. Like, baby Jesus is coming out. Oh, actually, I should have brought it. should have brought the baby Jesus. 
It's a family heirloom. I want that. I want it. I want to inherit it. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting like off track. So before, or after that, I think we have like the scene of um, Clark and Ellen by the Christmas tree during the morning. And they're talking about like, oh, it's so good to have the family in the house. Mm-hmm. And Clark's drinking his coffee. And he's like, yeah, and there's an asshole in a robe outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and being out, uh, what is it, a commercial? <laughs> yeah, a chemical a toilet, chemical toilet into, my sewer. into my sewer. And <laughs> you just see Eddie <laughs> in a short robe with yeah. his like legs out. And I think he's wearing boxers. Yeah, like an aviator fur hat. hat. Mm-hmm. And then like a cigarette or a yeah, cigar. C- yeah, cigar. Just and- emptying out this sludge. And you see it. You see yeah, like this it- chotless Nesquit looking uh, type of sewage. Mm-hmm. It's like. Shitter's full. Shitter's full. Beautiful. And it's just so. And then I start talking about how that's like absolutely toxic fumes. And how like breaking hope, nobody... more laws probably. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, that's uh-huh. actually damage to us. I think I think it's also like criminal property damage. Yeah. yeah. And illegal dumping. Illegal dumping. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that is nothing probably better, the most well Nothing better scene. after like your first morning cup of coffee than a nice big illegal dump. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the two most famous scenes from this movie are uh or the three most. There's mm-hmm. Shitter's Full, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the lighting sequence, yeah. and uh Ima- Imagination Town, like pool time. Yeah, right. those are the three big ones, and then also the squirrel, squirrel and kidnapping are very. Squirrel. But yeah, this movie really is like kind of similar to a Christmas story in that weird fashion. It has way more plot. Yeah, it has more plot than you more of like a narrative. Yeah. yeah, but it does. It is like kind of these like almost vignettes of mm-hmm. like they're to me they're more memorable. Than yeah. Uh, Christmas stories. Christmas stories are they're spread out a little bit further. But yeah, and also like, Christmas stories and that weird like we're not sure what year this is. It's Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is definitely this yeah, is one hundred percent eighties. Yeah, it's late eighties. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we we also I think it's after the shitters full scene we have the uh, the sledding scene which is so short mm-hmm. but so good where Clark is like. He he works for like a company that like develops things, and so he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, he's like with the food grade like lubricant spray or whatever," mm-hmm. and he's like wiping down his. Yeah. And uh, Eddie with another great line is like, "I don't need any of that. I keep it good. I, it's never got that metal plate in my head." <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, do you think do you think Randy Quaid just walked onto set? I don't know. Do you think oh, that yeah. any of that was scripted? Honestly, we don't know how much of this movie is actually scripted. Like, do we think? Do we think that? Because I feel like Randy just—I think those were his—that was his actual wardrobe, and I think he just yeah. walked onto set. He just brought it all from home. No, we did have a joke when we were talking he's, about it. If he he's rolled what up we call, in the RV. <laughs> yeah, he's what we call here down south a character. <laughs> he's just a bit of a character. Um. Bless his heart. Oh, my goodness. He's, like, wanted by, like, the FBI or the IRS right now. Yeah, he was wanted for a period of time. Not the character. The actual. The actual. Yeah, actual Randy Quaid. <laughs> actual Randy Quaid. Actual Randy True Texan. No, the actual Quaid. The actual Quaid. <laughs> the real Quaid. The real Quaid. He's hiding out in Canada. But who is the real Quaid? It's actually Hauser. Um... That was like a callback to total, but it's okay. It's fine. Hopefully, hopefully everyone else got that joke. 
<laughs> I was too busy finding the actual <laughs> script, and now I'm locked in with. Yeah, no, Tyler has the actual screenplay. Oh shit! Pulled up. Didn't you have? Didn't you know someone who actually worked on this set, Tyler? Yeah. You so go into that? my. Uh, <gasps> You're one degree away. Yeah. He's one degree National away from Chevy, from Chevy. From the, Chevy Chase. From the Chevy. No, my. Uh, my cinematography professor last year at mm -hmm. La Jolla Marymount University, he worked as an assistant Shout camera for a lot of things. He was assistant camera on The Notebook. It was probably his like most recent mm. one that he did, but he was on a lot of stuff. But on his list uh, is uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And his name is David Parrish. Really sweet man. Very cool guy. Hi, David. Uh, but he, <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, no, he was like... Uh, Chevy Chase, he was, I'll, I'll tell you anything uh, of legal binding capacity. <laughs> uh, he was like, Chevy Chase, he was like, he was never there. He's kind of a prick, and he was very much going bald and was very concerned about it on this movie set. Uh, and any scene where it's not his face, yeah, it's he a was body like, double. He was like, yeah, pretty much any scene where you don't see him like directly, it's he's it's not, he wasn't there. Chevy Chase, what a coked up diva. <laughs> I know, right? Which makes <laughs> we sense love it. If you if you go back to any we love it. anything about no, if Chevy you just Chase, look at that man's face, you can <laughs> you tell you like that man is a dick. <laughs> I feel like I would be his friend. And then I would just go and touch his little butthole chin. Just lightly tap. Just a little, 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 little boop. But yeah. So what are, what are you finding in the script right now, Tyler? So yeah, there's an entire sequence here that is like not in the movie. Oh, like a <gasps> scene. Uh, Do it. Let's say it. Yeah, so it just says, uh, so it's after the branches. Uh, lights are on. We see the glow of a fire in the kitchen. Beautiful fire. Christmas music is playing on the stereo. It's pleasant and calm. A nearly perfect holiday picture. Clark's wearing a cashmere V-neck. He's untangling <laughs> a strand of lights. Audrey, Rusty, and Ellen are sitting I like how they had to describe the wardrobe. Right. With bowls of popcorn and cranberries in their laps. Clark has trimmed the Christmas tree branches and denuded the top 12 inches to accommodate the star. He's fishing lights out of a cardboard box. I can't get my needle through the cranberry. It's Rusty. Audrey, frustrated, the popcorn falls apart when I pull the string through it. Clark walks to the tree with the light strands. Clark, the old-fashioned ornaments aren't working out too well. It's all part of the fun, honey. Uh, we can Clark, afford new <laughs> You know, kids, years ago, people couldn't go out and buy ornaments. They had to make them from things around the old prairie homestead. Colored balls of mud, wood shavings, <laughs> bits of yard and string, ox horns, donkey tails, prairie dog whiskers. I'll get the lights up, and then I'll give you a hand. Uh, reaching the popcorn. Uh, Rusty's dad, this tradition stuff is pretty cool so far, but I think I might lose its charm. If it extended our gifts, I mean, you're not planning on making our presents, are you? He loads popcorn into his mouth. Uh, Clark says, sounds like fun, but no. Pulls all the strings together. Before we know it, you kids, uh, he disappears behind the tree. Before we know it, you'll kid, you kids will be all grown up. Ellen Clark, what are you doing behind the tree? Putting up the lights. Nobody looks behind the tree, Dad. That's from Rusty. If Clark, if you just do the front, the tree isn't balanced. Believe me, if I didn't put lights back here, you'd notice. I'd, Ouch! Audrey, watch your dad. Watch your eyes, Daddy. The tree shivers and shakes as Clark works his way behind it. I hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater. Hold on. I just swallowed a cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all better. Gags. Have you tasted the cocoon? It's a, It tastes like cashews, but not so salty. Tiptoes around. He's covered head to toe in sap and pine needles. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you say, honey? So, yeah, they, they trimmed a lot of this out. I wish they had kept that in because it would go back to, like, the penny-pinching maneuvers. Yeah. So, like, this man, he put down this huge deposit, mm -hmm. and he says it's literally everything they had in their account. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, also, yeah. and how, he said it so subtly to where his wife was like, "Did you just fucking?" Like, no, like she like gave him you, the look. How do you do that without discussing that with your spouse? Yeah. Like seriously. I also love this. I part. would just your love her to like lose savings. her mind on Clark and no, just right. beat the crap out of her. I was waiting does. for that yeah. scene. I was so waiting for it. I this part actually, this deleted part too of it goes into the kitchen where it's uh, Clark and Eleanor cleaning Clark's sweater. He's working on one sleeve. He's working on the other. Ellen, did I tell you that I talked to my mother? Clark, false. Yeah, and it's a shame they can't come for Christmas. I was so looking forward to seeing them. <laughs> Ellen, I talked to her today. They changed their mind. My dad couldn't get a good enough deal on the condo in Florida, so they're coming. Clark, damn, corrects himself, darn. Great. Clark pulls a large wad of sticky pie and he was off. Ellen, let's not forget whose idea it was to have the fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Clark, am I complaining? (laughs) 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 Ellen's dragging the needles off. All she does is transferring needles from one hand to the other. They continue talking, not acknowledging the sap and the needles. Ellen, no, but I think you're forgetting how difficult it is going to be to have all these people at our house. Clark, they're family, Ellen, not strangers of the street. Ellen, they're family, and they don't get along. Clark, they'll get, they get along. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to wipe it off, pulls more things off. Uh, mm-hmm. Ellen, all they do is argue who sleeps in that what room, who do the children love more. Clark, it's endless. Clark, Christmas is about resolving differences and seeing through the petty problems of family life. He holds out his hand, the bag stuck to it. Ellen pulls the bag off and sticks to her hands. Ellen, yeah, and it's about my mother accusing your mother of buying cheap hot dogs and your mother accusing my mother of waxing her upper lip and they yeah. not speaking for three years. I think Clark, most of this, they just transferred it yeah. to the bedroom scene. Your mother waxes her upper lip. She has for years. It doesn't, it sure doesn't show. <laughs> How would you know? Like it's, this is again, John Hughes. I feel like John Hughes is such an underrated screenwriter because mm-hmm. he put out such a large quantity of work mm-hmm. and some things are bad. Like, we yeah. can go through, like, a ranking list of John Hughes scripts But also, like, how much of, like, the script itself is bad and how much of, like, just the final encompassing yeah. project is yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. But, no, this movie is actually uh, – fun fact on this movie as well. Uh, the director was uh, – who's the director's name? It's a weird name. It's Jeremy Chechik. Jeremy Chechik directed uh, not a lot of movies. Uh probably most well-known for Christmas Vacation and then uh, The Avengers, not the Marvel movie, mm-hmm. but the 1998 spy movie with uh, <laughs> Ralph Fiennes and Sean Connery, uh, which is not That's well a received. very interesting pair. Yeah, uh, but it was originally supposed to be directed by Chris Columbus. No relation to Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I mean, uh, I would hope not. The the Harry Potter uh, movies. Not but, all of them, but, but he yeah, started on the third. So <laughs> the guy who did, he has a way larger list of uh, Gremlins, the Goonies. Uh, I always forget that Gremlins is technically a Christmas. Mm-hmm. I also yes. haven't seen Gremlins. Oh, he also speaking did. Speaking of, don't worry, it's coming. The definitive um, chart of moral alignment on the Christmas movie. Yes, please. I've decided I want to work on that with we're you. We're going to have to do different genres because there's actually too many. Mm-hmm. I, I'm planning a Barbie Christmas movie <laughs> chart or at least just an animated, yes. you know, because I mean, what's Christmas yes. without a Barbie nutcracker? Come right. On. Yeah. right. Also, I'll go ahead and say, look at this guy's list of movies he's written. So he wrote Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote The Goonies. Mm-hmm. Oh, love uh, The Goonies. He did uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man, Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets, Christmas with the Cranks, Rent, uh... Christmas Chronicles. He was producer for Jingle All the Way, Prisoner of Azkaban, Ninth Museum. He is very much like the bad Percy Jackson movie. Yeah, he did very much a lot of like uh, 
uh, how, like Christmas centric things. Mm-hmm. Christmas with the Cranks is actually really, really, it's really good. Fun. That's but a then good one. What I was going to mention was he was original. He was originally going to write this movie because he had a working relationship with John Hughes, mm-hmm. and he and Chevy Chase did not like each other, and so surprise, he left. The, yeah, he left the project, but. Uh, Chevy Chase went ahead and said... What if Chevy is just really misunderstood? I don't think so. I think he's just a monster. I think I can tell from his face. Like, Chevy versus the world. Like, I want to know. I mean, I'm sure that's what he thinks, yeah. Yeah. But uh, John Hughes I mean, he does have a lot of... He has, like, a lot of fire in his his birth chart. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot of fire in his birth chart. Well, he's like a Libra with, like, a Leo rising. I did. (laughs) I was like, why is he like this? I looked at his birth (laughs) chart, and I'm like, oh, you got all the problematic shit. Angie, he's just ang- he's a little bit angry. Yeah, and so uh, to appease Chris, uh, John Hughes went ahead and gave him the script to Home Alone, which he oh. directed Home Alone and Home Alone yeah. Two. Uh, so there's a lot of like weird coincidences, like tying into this movie of like this one person is tied to almost every well-known Christmas movie in some way. Nice, like. He wrote Gremlins. So he's the center of the Christmas film. Mm-hmm. And it's, is it is it and weird so that his name like is Chris Kevin Columbus? Bacon kind of yeah, like, you can do uh, him and mm. the degrees of separation with Christmas yes. movies. Honestly, yeah, like very close. I think uh, he also did Mrs. Doubtfire. Nice. Oh, speaking of Kevin Bacon, he has a TikTok now, and y'all should go watch it. It's gold. Kevin oh, Bacon's God. bone structure disturbs me. What? No. Like, it's brilliant, but it is unsettling. He looks great. Apparently, he tips really well. He's, like, an, he's like an amazing tipper. Well, I hope Kevin Bacon gets a small movie, comes here, and comes to Kiko Ramen Poke. You're welcome, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> for that shout out. Apparently, him and his wife are, like, some of, like, the best people, like, you can you can serve. Because, mm-hmm. like, they tip, like, I think they tip, like, 30 or 40%. I'm like, ah, please That's come. Nice. Yeah, I, just, I just want to meet Kevin Bacon. Seems like a really nice person. Um, all right. I feel like I know someone who met him, maybe. Oh, you're a couple of degrees removed. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've got a bacon score. I got maybe. a bacon score. Damn. I got a chase I score. A... <laughs> yeah, I I have a Juliet Lewis score. We're nice. all connected to this movie. And you have um, Christina Applegate, right? Yeah. You actually met her, met her. No, no. My cousin, oh, okay. my cousin in California, who was a makeup artist, was her roommate. Right, so she's only one degree away. She's only one degree. And I love Christina Applegate so much. Which makes you two degrees away from Lean, uh, Linda, what's, how do you say her last name? Caprodini? <gasps> how do you say it? Yeah, co- um, s- d- d- Velma. It's, it's got to be Italian. Velma, yes. It's but dead to me. It must be Italian. Must be Italian. Yeah, because dead to me. Yeah, dead to which me. Which is great. Which makes Another you great like show. two degrees, no. That makes Three me Three degrees away from, from like Hawkeye Matthew Lillard. And like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. You. And Freddie Prince Jr. And, oh my um, God. Sarah Michelle Gagaller. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Geller. <laughs> Buffy. Yeah. Buffy and Velma. Yeah. No. You're Hell cool. yeah. You got street cred. Dude. Hell yeah. Oh, no one saw my awkward lip bite. Well, I mean, they might if we. Well, <laughs> uh, there. there is a camera. <laughs> no. It's forever. No. You know what's? You know what's even better? Not only am I like degrees like separated from them, uh-huh. but their degrees separated from me. Mm-hmm. What? No way. Um. Okay. So we need to get back on track because yes, I'm totally lost in the sauce right now. Yeah. No. All the coffee that has just hit my my yeah, system we, all at we once. We did a dunkies run before. Had a little bit of a dunk. 
But know what? Presumption. This episode is significantly shorter than. Uh, I mean, we're already story. we're already at an hour Anyways. and twenty three, and we're not even halfway <laughs> done talking about the movie. Um, we covered most of it. Shitter. We covered um, it all. Well, we haven't gotten to his breakdown. Well, the end. Well, yeah, the, we, have, we need to get we need to talk about the dinner scene. Yeah, the dinner scene is actually what comes up next. So, um, he thinks he's not getting his bonus. Mm-hmm. He's, he's very so, worried about. So it. he's very worried about panicked. it. Panicked. He's panicked, but he still wants to have his nice family Christmas. Mm-hmm. The crazy great aunt and uncle arrive. Uncle uh, Louis and Aunt Bev. Yes. So right. much. I love Louis so much. Aunt Bev is the voice of Betty, Betty Boop. Or Aunt Bethany. Yeah, Bethany. Bethany. Yeah. Aunt Bethany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the voice of Betty um, Boop. Mm-hmm. And she's crazy. also violently senile in this yes. movie. <laughs> violently. Yes. Yeah, I know. Um, I she... pledge allegiance. <laughs> oh my gosh. I also love how everyone automatically just accepts it. Yeah, this family is very supportive. Like, if you really think about it, like they just go with it. Mm-hmm. They just go with it. So we have the cat gets wrapped into the box. Yeah, so um they're poor, so she goes around her house and just wraps up things she owns to give away as Christmas gifts, which mood. Which is also how wholesome. Yeah. That is so sweet. But also not because she wraps up her cat. Put something in the box. And she also uh, wraps up like a jelly cake. Yeah, yeah. But like a gelatin uh, mold, but it's not empty. It had gelatin in it. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a really funny little short scene because uh, the son comes in and he's like, this cat's meowing. Yeah, this, this present's meowing. Like, meowing. He yeah. takes it and he shakes it and he's like, oh, there's a cat in here. <laughs> <And he's> like, <laughs> oh, she must have wrapped up her cat. Well, we got to let it out. And then Clark's like, but then it'll be loose in the house. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Cousin beautiful Eddie. Beautiful cat. Beautiful cat. My cat looks like that, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. But my cat's actually a senile, so. I love your cat. My cat looks like <laughs> Aunt Bethany's cat, but has the mind of Aunt Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> we um, love it. Then Cousin Eddie comes in with the Jello mold gift, and he's like, this one's leaking. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Jello. This and one's says, leaking, Clark. It's lime. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's like, Ellen's finger. Yeah. Ellen does it, and then he, he eats it off Ellen's finger. Wow. <laughs> Which, again, just he's an instrument of chaos. Yeah. And only chaos. And then it leads into the dinner scene, and it's like, it's a very nice family dinner. The turkey does look beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they decide, since it's her 80th Christmas, that it should be that Bethany. she should be the one to say grace. That goes well. Um, and then she goes, I pledge allegiance to the flag, flag of the United States of America. America. And then and I love that, that Cousin Eddie just stands cousin up. Cousin Eddie just stands up and he's like, I'm allegedly. He it's like he's at, he's at the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just go with it. He's <laughs> such a chaotic. It's because literally, like, I think it's so funny that both, I just realized between the two, like, like the main, like, humor supporting character of cousin mm-hmm. Eddie and mm-hmm. Clark they had to have the most chaotic growing up because they literally accept no, anything right. and just move forward they're, they're and, um, Aunt Bethany is from Beverly's side of the family and so Clark is from uh, Clark's not Clark cousin Eddie is from Clark's side of the family yeah. so like Eddie's probably met her once but yeah. he's still he's so like, supportive Eddie's the most God supportive person mm-hmm. I feel like um, like we said we th- uh, Clark thinks he's chaotic good but he's actually chaotic evil mm-hmm. I think like cousin Eddie is actually chaotic good he is the true wholesome family yeah. man here yeah yeah he has like no no he's just nothing but vibes he's nothing but love 
and one the, vibes. The outfits. I think the zoo. I mean the the blue leisure suit with uh-huh. the white shoes and the wide white belt redeems him of so much. It does because like you can't. That, I, that is, is a dicky. solid. I mean, come on. That is like a solid outfit. This man's got fashion. The drip, like the I drip. want. I want like I know that leisure suits are still a thing, but can we bring back that specific one, like mm-hmm. please? Like men, like mm-hmm. can we bring that? Can we come in? Y'all step it up, because the outfits that y'all are pulling are not, not, not it. it. Mm-hmm. Bring the seventies leisure suit. I'm just saying, bring it back. Just bring it back. We gotta bring it back. All the ugly textiles. Let's go. The white pointed boots. Let's go. Matching belts. Let's go. <laughs> the dickies. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. Um. Let's see. Dumping your RV's toilet into your cousin's. Dude, sewer. that was a honestly that back. the short robe with the boxers and the cigar. Like, are you kidding? Me? Drip. Like, just like. He's he's he dresses he dresses like he lays a lot of pipe. I'm just saying. Cousin Eddie's a, no fucks he's given. He's a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Christmas dinner. Um, they get the turkey. Turkey. It's beautiful. And this is they Eddie's wife to, that makes yeah, it. Yeah. She made it so nice. She tried so hard, but then they go and they to cut, cut it into just... it. It's just so dry. Oh no! I knew I cooked it too long. No, uh, no. She says I put it in too early. Too early. It's like what? <laughs> uh, what? I don't think that's how. It's just jerky at this point. And then um, the dinner scene is full of just crunching. No, everyone. Everyone's trying to load up on sides, and even like yeah. Uncle Eddie's just like throwing what looks like. Dude, Eddie, Eddie loves it. Eddie is like, I want seconds. <laughs> yeah, but everyone just eats it. We Again, love they a just supportive husband. Mm-hmm. No, and like they they do load up on sides, but they're also still eating so much of this yeah. like, turkey. And I'm like, no, one bite, one courtesy but bite But like, that enough. just kind of shows that this family is like, yeah, no, we'll just family, go with it. This family's right or die. And then, of course, we have the cat. Right, and then... The cat's loose, and mm-hmm. it goes to the Christmas tree, and it starts sniffing around. And he starts chewing on the Christmas lights. Starts chewing on the Christmas lights, and then... Um, Clark notices that it's, like, getting all mm-hmm. faulty, like the lights are going in and out. And in the video discussing all the um, law-breaking that he does, they mm-hmm. do accuse him of uh, animal endangerment or, like, mm-hmm. killing an animal. But really, I think this is on the cat. Yeah. Like, yeah. he really... He didn't... I don't think he wanted that to happen, because it destroys his christmas tree mm-hmm. and it also <laughs> burns the cat into his carpet yeah then he goes to plug in the cat just like and you. his uh eddie <laughs> like he's just spent all nine of well, she had nine lives and she spit everyone <laughs> and then they take the armchair that also got singed out yeah. to the side of the road and cousin oh, like, yeah you uncle have, uh, reupholster this yeah, i can fumigate this <laughs> i can fumigate it how much? How much does this cost you? And this then, just nice. to make matters worse, Uncle Lewis with his like Groucho Marx cigar. Oh yeah, just lights the fucking Christmas tree. Yeah, on fire. he he lights a cigar, and you hear the whoosh, and yeah. Clark comes in. And he goes, Uncle and Lewis. there goes the tree. And then this a is like tree. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It was the turkey. Mm-hmm. It was the cat. And now it's this tree. Well, yeah, we have the the worry of the bonus. Uh-huh. Then also uh, the realization that he might be on the verge of financial ruin. Yeah, all the property damage committed mm-hmm. just to his house mm-hmm. alone. The, the tree is the one that. Yeah. And also, almost watching then your uncle Lewis it... be burned alive. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, because then... he tackles him to the floor. <laughs> he does. 
And then does it happen that the messenger finally comes to the door? So he cuts the or he, does he, goes, he cut the tree first? He cuts the tree first because they have because we I have know. and then and back then damages to poor the neighbors. Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's yeah. just like, you know what? I kind of I kind of regret not getting a tree. I think we should have done it. And then like I know like, it's like dorky well, honey, cliche. Where would we have gotten one at this hour? And then and like then just, bam. Right through the window, he's chopped down another tree. And also, like, if you thought that tree was nice, why did you drag your family out to the wilderness if you yeah. could have just cut down that one? Or just decorated it right. outside. Well, he's also outside losing tree. his mind. So, but he's losing yeah. his mind. So he yeah. chops down this tree that's, I guess, uh, in between him and in the neighbor's house, drags it inside, starts setting it up. The squirrel gets loose. Mm-hmm. Well, before that, I think we have, uh, it is... Uh, like, at one point, Rusty's like, Dad's going to flip out, right? And then Ellen's like, nobody's going to flip out. We're going to have a wonderful Christmas. Just have to be patient about it. And then, like, this is, like, as he is, like, like the knoll post is, mm-hmm. like, loose. Mm-hmm. He, like, chainsaws that off. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I'm trying to find it in here. He has, like, a weird convert. He has a funny little exchange with Ellen in the, uh, in the bathroom, I don't think it's in the original script, but in the bathroom where he's like, it's fine. <laughs> and he's like washing his hands and smiling and he like grabs the chainsaw. Uh, but yeah, then we have, uh, we have the squirrel get loose. <gasps> yes. And cause they're like, everybody's sitting around kind of mm-hmm. like vaguely okay. Vaguely uh, okay. But then I think it's actually, uh, is it? I think I'm trying to remember what point it is in because here there's like we'll go to the source itself. Yeah, it's uh, I don't remember the exact parts of it, but I think it might be. I don't remember if he reads first and then we have the squirrel or we have the because uh, so in the in the Wikipedia it doesn't mention the squirrel at all. Yeah, which it is a just, shame. Yeah, it just uh, goes from like him putting in the new Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and then um, then getting the the envelope from the the messenger. Mm-hmm. But the squirrel scene is just so <laughs> the squirrel, squirrel scene, yeah. and like everyone's freaking out. You have the squirrel flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. God, it's and then like the dog like breaks. <laughs> yeah, like the dog starts chasing the squirrel, and it just like damages. Oh, he's alive. I fumigate it. Like, it, like, damages, like, I think, he, like, they knock over furniture. They, like, the everyone's running back mm-hmm. and forth. Squirrels flying all over the yeah. place like a ping pong ball. Here, let's see. All right, goes back We're inside. That. We're way further past that. We got, like, 20. Okay, Christmas yeah. tree blows up. Mm-hmm. He cuts down the tree. Or, no, we do get the messenger. Yeah, okay, so messenger comes, and then... Okay, yeah, that's the the He realizes yeah. he's not actually getting a bonus this yeah. year. It's jelly of the month. And yeah. Cousin Eddie's just like, oh, that's better than a bonus. It's a yeah. gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, and then Clark's like... Clark. Then that um, really sets him off. He goes... Yeah, Jack he loses Torrance his mind. Yeah. And goes, and is like, no, we're going to have a, yeah, gonna I, knew have a Christmas. I knew we were missing something. We can't there. have a Christmas without a tree. Mm-hmm. Goes to cut down the tree. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a happy, happy, happy Christmas. We're gonna have a happier Christmas yeah. than when uh, oh Bing God. Crosby B- tap, tap dance with, with Danny, Danny fucking Kane. <laughs> it is, and then this is also when uh, Clark mm-hmm. has the uh, 
the insult of all well, insults. Yeah. He he yeah. firstly he wants he uh he starts the monologue with I want my boss here, like brought from his happy mm-hmm. little home. Well, before he opens up the envelope, he's like I'm going to use this to to pay back the Yeah, he mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, he he says I'm u- I'm using it to put in a pool. Uh, he reveals to the family that he's gone all in on this. And then he's yeah. like, and if there's enough left over, I'll fly you all out to help Christmas. And then Eddie goes, I can't swim, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, like Beverly, whenever she finds out that it was like all their money out of that account, mm-hmm. the look that she gives him yeah. is, I'm going to beat the shit out of mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I'm going to push you down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I, I do love that Rusty is like <laughs> the most adult person here. Because like at one point, like... Uh, as he gets the chainsaw ready to go outside and cut it down, Rusty goes after him. And he's like, ah, I'll talk to him, Mom. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll settle him mm-hmm. down. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, hey, Dad. And then he just like turns him into Rusty Chainsaw. I was like, good talk. I'll be inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the quote is, um, hey, if any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas yeah. for me, I have um, one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought here from his happy holidays from over here on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought here with a big ribbon on his head. Holy shit. And then we're Cousin Eddie off. is like, you know what? That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm yeah, wondering game. what to get the band for Christmas. I didn't go berserk. I simply solved a problem. We needed a coffin. Uh, I mean <laughs> <Yeah>. a tree. <laughs> there are no tree lots of them on Christmas Eve. Your uncle burned down my tree, so I simply replaced it. And she's like, you okay? And he's like, honey, I'm fine. And then he grabs the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I. Where do you I think, think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out. <laughs> yeah. Because like... everyone wants to leave after the whole like Christmas thing and then the <laughs> bonus and... Clark going fucking crazy. And then this is when uh, everybody's saying that we're going to leave and Bethany's like, what's that sound? And everybody's like, huh? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I do love Uncle Lewis. (laughs) He's probably another great one. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. (laughs) And And then Clark's like, no, I do hear something. And then they have the fucking, he like, guy's like, there's nothing in the tree. And then all of a sudden, like, he looks and the fucking squirrel flies out and chaos ensues. Mm-hmm. Like, Is this when Clark faints. breaks down and I says that his boss is a spineless, limpless, hopeless, dickless. I think he's did that crock before. Crock of fucking monkey yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he, he does that at, like before he ends the, that's the monologue where he starts the kidnapping and ends mm-hmm. with the, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> And so, like, we have, like, of course, like, the squirrel scene. The house is just fucking wrecked. And even Julia, like, knocks on the door to finally go confront Clark. And she gets, like, attacked by both the squirrel and the dog. Yeah, no, it is. And then she goes home and punches her husband in the face. So that's another law. She commits battery. Yeah, no, there's, this this movie should be called uh, Christmas Felonies. Yes. Yes, instead of, you know, Family, yeah, Christmas family felonies. Yeah, that's it. That's the title. Mm-hmm. We got the title. Yeah, no, it's for my my new essay I'm writing on Christmas mm-hmm. vacation and uh, how uh, the holidays drive everyone mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, the uh, just a casual felony around Christmas, no big deal. I do love that Bethany oh. and oh yeah, no, the bit. <laughs> Needed a tree. I do. That's such a good scene because it, it fully establishes. That Clark has lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the very like calm uh, mm-hmm. washing of his hands after <laughs> c- 
committing uh, again. Yeah, and it's all the wide eyedness. We yeah. need a coffin. I mean, a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I just love after like um, the dog like ransacks the house, and then Julia's character opens up the door, and the dog attacks her. Yeah. He just yeah, closes well, behind and goes, yeah. "Oh, it's gone." Because Julia's had enough. Yeah. This man has uh, threatened to stick a tree up her and her husband's ass. Um, wrecked their house multiple times. Wrecked their house multiple times. The cousin has put sewage in their yard. Mm-hmm. So everything smells like everything shit. Everything smells like shit. He is blinded. Yeah. Blinded yeah. her and her yeah. husband. They probably sprained at least one or two ankles during that mm-hmm. whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Ruined the stereo system. Yeah. Her carpet is stained because they were blinded. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They finally... They, like, I think they fell down the stairs at one point. Yeah, they mm-hmm. fell down the stairs. And you know what? They never, like, good on them for not confronting them quite yet. Because yeah. you know what? They decide. They have their little Christmas Eve meal. But then meal. she does confront they have, them. Yeah. Well, because they have their nice Christmas Eve meal. They actually mm-hmm. have a picture of margaritas. Good on them. Hell yeah. We love them. I love a good Christmas that's the kind of That's what I want. That's what I want to grow up to be. Yeah. And then um, she's talking about how she wishes she had the tree. The tree smashes under the window. And then she's like, you know what? I've had it. You go over there right now and you tell that man what's what. And he says, I, I don't want to do that. And she's like, no, I will. Mm-hmm. And then she opens the door. That's when the squirrel escapes. Dog jumps on her. <laughs> yeah. Then she walks back into the house. And her, He's like, like how'd it go? Whole outfits in shambles. And she punches him across the face. <laughs> Not even a good slap. Just decks him mm. in the face. Just decks him. Yeah. And Hell I, yeah. I think this is one uh, another great line where uh, it's in the squirrel sequence where Clark's like, we don't want to get it out of the living room. Give me a coat. Where's Eddie? He eats these goddamn Damn, things. Doesn't he eat these goddamn things <laughs> all the Catherine, time? And Catherine, Eddie's wife, goes, not recently, Clark. He read that squirrels are high in cholesterol. And Clark just goes, thank you, Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so uh, many good, like, small moments in this movie. Also, Catherine, uh, Eddie, Eddie's wife, Catherine, she's such a sweet, sweet lady. I know. She's such a sweetheart. Gosh, and I love her. Eddie's and, such a uh, goblin. And one of the squirrels is loose. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, they're, like, huddling together. Mm. And, like, she's, like, she's clutching... Uh, Clark's kids yeah. instead of her own. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Beverly's got like her kids, and it's just it's a very sweet, wholesome family. It just took the. Uh, it literally took the uh, husband losing his mind, and then mm-hmm. a, a rabid squirrel in the uh, thing. I do love the fact of uh, of the of like. <laughs> Like, when we don't have the moment of Clark's like, okay, I have the dog snots chasing the squirrel. I can, like, mm-hmm. wrangle them out. And he just opens it. <laughs> just close it. Ah! It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and immediately just like, then, then this is the cut where it's, uh, they're having the nice, like, wholesome. Like, it's like this, like, night, this, this mm-hmm. one level over mm-hmm. has made them be like, okay. Let's re-engage mm-hmm. ourselves with like worse, what Christmas yeah. means. How can it get any worse? Yeah. We're at the threshold. So this, they're literally at the threshold of hell. Yeah, we're at the threshold of hell. And um, then this is when Eddie comes back in with the boss. So like, I think there's like a um, like a quote here that says Clark is like when. Oh yeah, so they're reading. It's a Christmas, or they're reading. Um, oh, he says, "Dad, you gonna uh, read? It? It's a nice before Christmas." And yeah. He says, "No, that's your job." Yeah. Now. Well, here's the full like quote. The passing of the torch. So, so yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to leave now, because they're like, 
And Clark said, where do you think you're going? Art and Francis look up at Clark with alarm. Clark, nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Mm -hmm. No, no, we have a full-blown four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Yes. And when Santa squeezes his fat, white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes inside of the nut house. And then Art goes, you're goofy. Clark goes, don't piss me off, Art. Yeah. (laughs) And then- um, They have, like, the reading of um, It's the Night Before Christmas, and then that's- and then towards the end of it, like, it's, you know, everyone's kind of coming together, and then towards the Mm -hmm. end of it- when what do my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature yeah. sleigh and Eddie with a man in his pajamas mm-hmm. and a dog chain tied to his wrist? Yeah, and no, ankles. and then like the because what happens is uh, everybody's kind of okay with it. Well, I think we do see like we see like parallel editing of <laughs> the RV at the mansion. Yeah, and then we uh, uh, Clark's dad is talking to him and mm-hmm. is like, "Listen, son, you we love you. We all love mm-hmm. you. It's bad, mm-hmm. uh, but like." You got. He's like you're. You're too good of a father to act this way. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're gonna remember like what you tried to do, not like that things went wrong. And so that's when he. I, don't uh, know. I think they are all. Gonna yeah, remember. he comes back <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> he comes back in, and they decide to read it, and everybody's like happy. And then we go into the moment of he's like, that's Eddie with my. Oh my, oh my god. god. And then. The ho, 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 chaos. Merry Christmas, Clark. You ready to do some kissing? Can you put a bow on him, too? Eddie literally, Eddie is delivered. Like, he delivered. He fucking <laughs> delivered. He just, oh, shit, like, my levels are too high. Hold on. He just, he, uh, he got it. He was like, I did it. Merry Christmas, Clark. <laughs> ready to do some kissing? <laughs> it's Eddie's presence breaks me every single time no he's great like the amount of shit he does also i do love the wife is kind of like and then the boss's wife calls the yeah. place i believe my husband's been kidnapped by, by a man huge, by a huge bumbling beast, man a, wearing a blue leisure suit a beastly bumbling man in a blue leisure suit with kansas plates <laughs> which also makes entirely too much sense that this is like middle america cousin eddie mm-hmm. that's violently accurate <laughs> this is what living in kansas does to you and also, the wife shows up with the cops at the end in like this very luxurious fur coat, and that yeah. had to be where all the bonuses. Oh yeah, no. oh all the bonuses. That fur coat. That was that trip. Ellen's uh, like her Christmas Eve mm-hmm. getup, Madame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, with the the beautiful like Edwardian yeah, Edwardian like shirt with like the brooch, and yeah. then that beautiful green. Mm-hmm. That's like a deep emerald. Oh, I want, I want that outfit. I want that skirt so bad. But yeah, like, then we have the reveal of like he's like, I thought it was my Christmas bonus, and he goes, I didn't. How would you get a bonus? I cut out bonuses. Yeah, and he's like, you fucker. And then, yeah. uh, then it's like he has the change of heart. Yeah, it's very much like the um, Christmas Carol kind of Scrooge, like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry. And even I guess I won't give everyone their bonuses, but you can go ahead and take yours from last year and add twenty percent. Yeah, no, he yeah, and then Clark just like (laughs) he fucking faints. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, take you get the bonus back, and also Merry Christmas, yeah. And then Clark, uh, I think all the blood rushed to his penis (laughs) because he just faints. but, but then, of course, at this time we have the SWAT team, and whenever yeah, everybody's I, celebrating, and then, I think it's it's uh it's playing "Here Comes Santa Claus," <laughs> so "Here Comes Santa mm-hmm. Claus" is playing very con- like it's super kinetic and chaotic energy. Yeah, he's kissing everybody. Clark's just he's he is. <laughs> I love when he kisses Ellen, and then we have the SWAT team roll in. Yeah, and also like. 
the number of cops coming down. It is absurd. Yeah, well, of course, no. a rich man was kidnapped, yeah, so yeah. obviously. And I love that. Um, so, like, the roof, whenever I was a kid, I used I literally thought that they were using Christmas lights to shimmy to down the roof. Down. down the roof? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, all, like, loaded up. Yeah. They have a SWAT team coming down the roof. They go into the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They uh, go into the neighbor's <laughs> Doesn't she say something? She's like, yeah, she's like, you're gonna break down that goddamn door. door. Yeah. And they broke it down. No, then uh, I, I do let everybody busting in, and he's like, freeze. Yeah, and yeah, then Ellen right. freezes on, like, holding on to yeah, like on Clark's his... dick, yeah. like, yeah, just like this. <laughs> and uh, and like, I, I just I just remember like um like welcome to our home, and they shake yeah shake no, the, wife's the wife's hand, hand and right. then he put and then right just puts it right back on his. <laughs> Like, she's about to, like, grab him by the balls. Like, she's just so close. Like, she's about to lose his, like, lose her shit. She's yeah, just going to grab yeah. him by the balls. After everything, this man is This dead. man. <laughs> I do love that it is, uh, I do love the welcome to our home. And also the, like, we we missed it talking about it, but, like, sorry, it's our first kidnapping. Which is not true. That Yeah, it's not true, technically speaking. Yeah. Well, as a whole family, it is the whole family, Lose extended first, family yeah, as well. First kidnapping. Like, but, uh, this was so shoddily done. Well, it's our family's first kidnapping. Yeah. And then I, I which do... I'm pretty sure um, the uh, the Wally World uh, security guard would um, oh, would disagree. He would, he, he would, would have some things. He would differ. have some qualms with that. I think. I do love though, even though like even the wife though, when he's like, actually there's been a misunderstanding. She's like, you've been abused. You've been assaulted. He was like, no, I cut out Christmas bonus. Meryl was telling the idea, and she was like. Out of all the lousy ways to save a buck, and then the cops like, if that's I a had real a, shitty thing to if do. If I had a, a rubber hose, I would. <laughs> I'll beat you with it right now. It's insane. I love it. And then, yeah. <laughs> the one time the Chicago police like actually had a, <laughs> yeah. then, a reason then, to beat someone. We have it playing right now. We have yeah, the kids yeah. go outside. They and see. then uh, everything's wrapped up. They're not getting arrested. Yeah, he got. To, he has his bonus. The kids see a shooting star. Oh, it's Santa. And then everybody goes outside. Santa sleigh. Everybody's super happy. Then Uncle Lewis is like, "Oh, oh, nah. oh it's not a. That's not a shooting star. It's, it's, yeah. it's the light it's from the, the sewage treatment facility. facility." And then Clark's like, "Sewage treatment." He's like. Don't light the... And we have the Chekhov's gun moment where Eddie's... <laughs> Uncle Lewis is lighting a cigar. Eddie. Right next to the sewage, yeah. Eddie's fumes. And the pinnacle moment of Eddie's toxic gun. Blow up, Uncle Lewis. <laughs> and then the uh, family lawn ornament of the Santa yeah, sleigh the launches Santa into the atmosphere. Space and good old Aunt fire. Bethany just starts singing the national anthem. <gasps> And then everyone gathers everyone around her with their heart. And then Eddie, <laughs> Eddie's got, Eddie's got the salute because of course Eddie was in the service. Uh-huh. Eddie's a vet. Eddie, Eddie's 100% a vet. Eddie I, was National Guard or Marines. He, no, definitely Marines. Yeah. He looks like a crayon eater. Yeah. He would definitely be <laughs> Marines. Oh, Much respect to the Marine Corps. Man, man. And I mean that with the utmost respect to the Marine Corps. Uh, hoo-ha and a ho-ho. <laughs> Hopefully Santa drops what? off the, the 72 pack this year. Uh, Everyone joins in the Star Spangled Banner. It's so beautiful, though. And then she ends with play ball. <laughs> and then we close. And it's a beautiful ending. But I actually, I really, I was excited for Eddie's kids to get their yeah, no, Christmas that, morning. I feel like it. I really wanted to see that. I theme. feel like they could have done a. Well, they, like, honestly, a they really just had a great Fourth of July. It sounds like overall. Right. <laughs> I wonder if okay, we do have the script here. <laughs> look, at, look at 
Look at this. Look at them all dancing inside. Look at Cousin Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Yeah, it's no, coming up in just in. a second. It's beautiful. He looks so coked out of his mind. Oh, wait, is yeah. this in the movie? Okay, there is a post-credit scene in the script, but I don't know if it's in the movie. <laughs> and he puts on the burnt toupee. Yeah. Oh, dude. oh my God. <laughs> no, he's on Molly. <laughs> That's straight Molly. <laughs> dude, Eddie is fucking X'd out. He is ready to go. Wait, wait, wait. I love it. I love that she's... Wait, oh, did we miss it where she fingers the butt chin? Oh, yeah. I think she's about it's to do it. coming up. Yeah, she's gonna... You, you coming That's in? That's how you deactivate Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's actually how you immediately get Chevy Chase a boner. He's like, <laughs> I also love the beat though of him just like sitting there, and then Snots is there with him, like looking up at him, and it's just a super long beat. Oh uh, yeah, the dog's just staring yeah. at him the whole time. I, I and I do love the I did it, but I don't know if the actual post credit if they made the post credit scene. I don't think they did because I've seen this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've ever done the post credit scene. It may be in there, but there is one in the script. So if we can see it. And if it's not there, I'll read it out. Okay, this is, cool. This yeah, is like... No, the... I'm scrubbing through it. It's not there. Okay, so <laughs> this is like page 129. Okay. Uh, the final page. And it's post-credits. Fade in. Interior, Todd and Margot's bedroom night. They're in bed. Todd, honey, it's over. Griswold had his Christmas. Nothing else can happen. It's quiet. It's peaceful. All is calm. Margot, will you just hold me? Todd, of course. He folds Poor into... folks are going to need therapy he folds, he folds her into his arms. Todd, let's go to sleep and let visions of sugar plums dance in our heads. Margot, I'm so tense. Todd, sweetheart, if we don't go to sleep, Santa won't come. Margot, you're cute. A long beat and Santa, the reindeer, and the lights crash oh, through the ceiling yeah. into the bedroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fade out. Oh, yeah, that would have been a great post. Yeah. This movie is. If I was her, this chaos. would be my villain origin story. No, no it really I'm, is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> poor Elaine, dude. But oh, she's such gosh. a good like this. Again, I I go back to this movie constantly. Like I said, this movie was a staple in my home. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a staple. Oh in my no! Future. Like watching this for the first time, I was like, wow, I can really see how you this should definitely go. Tyler yeah. growing up. <laughs> you should definitely go check out like the first film. Like you can kind of skip around on Is the it other the two. European vacation? No, so, it's family vacation. Yeah, there's family well, vacation. it's vac- it's National Lampoon's Vacation. Mm-hmm. Then where they're on a road trip, a summer road trip, we go to uh, like the amusement park, like Disney mm-hmm. World, it's Wally World. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they go from like Illinois to California, I think. Mm-hmm. And Clark is the only constant, right? No, so Clark, so it's Clark and uh, Ellen always stay the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I thought they changed the wife once. No, no. cousin Eddie. Oh, beautiful! Also... I'd love to watch more of this woman. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but the, she looks so much like Amy Poehler. She, she does. She does. Yeah, and honestly, do yeah. like I checked, the, I checked the ages and the timelines, and know what? I'm convinced yeah, that this woman here. severely impacted Amy Poehler's mm-hmm. comedy no. and just who uh, she wanted to become. I think Beverly Angelo like... also has children with Al Pacino and was married to him at one point. Oh, interesting. Nice. Yeah. Good, good for her. I think her. she has twins with Al Pacino. Oh, nice. But, uh, no, but like, so Amy Poehler, like, in her late teens when this came out, and I can, I can see, see her wanting to be this woman. I mean, also, I do love this. She about, did it. If we're going to talk about the screenwriting of this movie, and mm-hmm. also just like how this movie like impacts people. Every <laughs> self included. <laughs> oh, me especially. Mm-hmm. There's like, out there's there's no real like villains in this movie, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like technically, right. the boss is kind of a villain, yeah, but he's kind of just boss. like cheap. Yeah, he, he's not like like actively like torturing. Like it's not like t- the Tiny Tim where it's like Tiny Tim's gonna die. Like mm-hmm. 
eating rotten ham in the streets of London. It's like, no. <laughs> uh, it's like, you just didn't get the money, but it's like, it's he, he remedies it very quickly. He's like, I saw I was a bad person. Even the other rich yeah, person is like... Yeah, he's not like actively specifically going for yeah. their he's not like bah humbug he's just like yeah. oh i'm a bottom line businessman which mm-hmm. is bad enough but he's not like he's not evil necessarily mm-hmm. uh and then even his wife is like for all the things you would do to make money like you're a prick for this like yeah. other people like do depend on this like it's a major part and clark yeah. talks about it. it's like oh he's like it's one thing to like take away a christmas bonus like that's fine like you don't it's not but whenever nec- you do this every year he's yeah. worked for the company for 17 it's, years because it is tied in the salary yeah it's yeah. like oh this is an expected part of the salary it's like a 10 percent of it which right. is a lot of fucking money for someone uh mm-hmm. or anyone especially someone who works especially, salary yeah whenever they're a single income household exactly and yeah uh dude i also love how especially the griswold family is mm-hmm. set up so we have Clark, who is the overzealous anti-Grinch, who just wants to give his family everything. Right. He just <laughs> he just <laughs> wants to be like the preeminent like family man. We have uh, Ellen, who is just like the staple of the household. Mm-hmm. She is just. She really is the rock. She puts up with so much, and also yeah. is just like you can tell from her mother, who is played by uh, how was her name, Doris. She's uh, everybody loves Raymond. She's yeah. Ray Romano's mother. Mm-hmm. Again, every actor in this movie is amazing. I think is it? Who can't remember who plays Clark's dad? But I love him as well. So, yeah, Doris Roberts, uh, Clark's father, John Randolph. Okay. Who he's in a few things, but again, such a staple of the holiday season. Just gives off the. Uh, perfect dad vibes Mm -hmm. uh but it is funny because we do see even in the the characterizations we see where clark came from Mm -hmm. clark's parents are very loving Mm -hmm. they're very much understanding ellen's parents are very much like kind of like not necessarily haughty but like Mm -hmm. sort of like like a proper yeah they're a little more proper but they're still like kind of uh we're like Clark's mother is kooky mm-hmm. and kind of fun. Know what? I think the wife's parents are definitely like East Coast, like yeah. New England. That definitely mm-hmm. makes Whereas sense. Whereas Clark's parents are like the Midwest. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes entirely you know too what? much sense. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I, I love the way they're played. I also, lo- I think this is the best rendition of the Griswold kids. Of Audrey and mm-hmm. I think so too because the the like Rusty and Audrey in like the first two movies are just they're okay yeah they're okay uh, yeah like the whole cast they have very good chemistry with everyone no mm-hmm. everybody and that's why I like about this one is I think in Vegas Vacation does I have so much info on these on this film series I'm glad because I uh, I barely like I grew up watching this film series mm-hmm. and uh, especially like if it was like a marathon of it yeah um, always watched it. I remember Vegas Vacation just because we were watching it at my grandparents' beach cabin and our neighbors came over mm-hmm. and they're like, how can you let your children watch this filth? No. Like, I'm like, it's hilarious. It's yeah, great. Vegas Vacation is interesting because Vegas Vacation filth. ties back in. It's from 1997. Mm-hmm. So it's like pretty much a decade later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually also, it's the only one that doesn't have Hughes or National Lampoon involvement at all. Really? Uh, yeah, they weren't involved. I'm not sure if Hughes had died yet. I know Hughes didn't really care for the sequels. Yeah, he, he didn't. He wrote them. Oh, yeah, Hughes died in 09, so he was still very much alive, but he wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was even stated. He was kind of like where he wrote them, because, again, he needed. He, uh, John Hughes 
if there's anything he loves more than filmmaking, it's uh, making money. Yes. Uh, and he already had the basis for it. He said mm-hmm. they had been, they'd be coming back to him for a few years wanting a sequel, and he just didn't really have anything. And then he went, well, okay, actually, I have this this article that mm-hmm. he wrote, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas 59, which is from National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Uh and he decided, oh, I can adapt this. Mm-hmm. And so he adapted it. And I, in my opinion, it's the most well-rounded vacation movie. Uh, I rank them still for my personal rankings. Mm-hmm. It's Vegas. It's uh, it's Christmas Vacation, Vegas Vacation, and then Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and European Vacation falls way down low. Uh, but I do think it comes down to, like, the chemistry of them, to mm-hmm. me, makes the most sense. Because, like, Vegas Vacation is a chaotic chemistry where it's, like, Ellen and Clark are kind of on the outs on their marriage, mm-hmm. and Ellen falls in love with Wayne, or Wayne Newton falls in yeah. love with Ellen, and when they're in Vegas, and Clark has to like fight to get her back. Rusty is played by Ethan Embry, who's one of my favorite actors, and he just be, he's like a seventeen year old in this mo- in that movie who just becomes addicted to gambling, mm-hmm. and then like is winning all this fucking money and shit. Uh, it's a chaotic movie. Like yeah. Audrey becomes like a go go dancer at one point. Cousin Eddie comes back with all the ki- the same kids from this movie, but grown up, and it's chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that Vegas Vacation, the Christmas Vacation, excuse me, has the most well-rounded cast. Uh, everyone involved is so well cast. There's, like you said, Maddie, there's so much chemistry in mm-hmm. it, and also the characters themselves are so well developed for such a short film. Like we do get, yeah, they have, have a, like, they have a lot of good small moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we do have, like, two movies to build off of, but you've yeah. never seen the others. Yeah, and definitely, like, the comedy is um, one of the foundations of this movie, as well as, like, his good screenwriting. Mm-hmm. But I do think the acting is actually really good. And I also movie. feel like, like that even acting. though mm-hmm. even though this is, like, a trilogy, what I do like about the, the vacation movies, even, like, the worst one, mm-hmm. is that you don't have to watch the you entire... You can catch them, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to watch the mm-hmm. entire series, because I'm going to be honest, I thought Family Vacation was num- was number two, mm-hmm. and um, European Vacation was third. Yeah. No, it's... And so, like, you can just kind of jump around between the series, and you'll, you're not lost. Like, yeah, you... it's a very easy series mm-hmm. to pop in onto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think, though, that, like, this is probably the most well-known one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it also is the one that performed the best at the box office. That's what... I, yeah, it, it was like an instant hit. Yeah, and I know it opened the same year as, or it opened the same weekend. Yeah, so it made the most money, I think. It made 60, it made 70. This one made 49. How much did Vegas Vacation make? 36. So yeah, it was by mm-hmm. far the uh, the most well-received one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was also the most like, <coughs> one that was like, it, it's heavily reviewed. Like, it, it had good reviews. Uh it did really well on home release as well. As well. And not even getting into that, I think I might have mentioned it in the episode before, but uh, this movie was rented so much by my family from the local uh, video store in our small town. Yeah, because I watch it every year. Every year mm-hmm. on VHS. And uh, so they just gave us a copy after a few years. Nice. Like in the Do you, do you late still have 90s. that VHS copy? I, there's a possibility. Dude, that, that's... We owned like three copies of this on VHS. So, now we own like four DVD slash Blu-ray versions. So like since like I've been... Uh, so I recently got myself a v- VCR, mm-hmm. right? And um, I was, I've been like looking at the different like VHSs that we have at the video store. So I decided to look up like okay like killer clowns on vhs how much would that go for on like ebay or uh amazon or like some other well-known movies 
there is a market out there. There's a niche market for for that out there. Like I think Killer Clowns on VHS goes for like fifty bucks. Um, like any like you can you could probably make like a hundred dollars selling used mm-hmm. VHS. Hey, the orange like, it's just pretty, red rats it's in Paris. Crazy. I bet that's high dollar. It and is I high think dollar. I have two of those. There was like one movie I was trying to find for a camp of for camp of cult. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't think of the name of the the movie, but the VHS came out to like ninety eight dollars, and that's you could because you can only buy it on VHS. You can mm-hmm. only find it on tape. So yeah, a little fun fact, guys. Like keep your VHSs. Like it's insurance. They last. They last a pretty good bit. Um, but yeah, so we're at the two hour mark. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the camera. So uh, I want to go ahead and start doing closing statements, unless y'all want to talk more about. I feel like we've hit a majority of the beats of this movie. Uh, yeah, like overall, like I think I've seen this film thousands of times and I never get tired of it. It's just something that you have to watch like uh, every Christmas. I think the powerhouse, I think the, the why this movie is also so good around the mm-hmm. holidays and works as a holiday movie is the same reason as A Christmas Story works. Mm-hmm. They're fun. They're a little like raunchy in certain mm-hmm. ways, which means that like kids and, and adults, adults will yeah. both like it. Also, they're both about like an hour 30, hour mm-hmm. 40, so they're short. The main thing I think, though, is every scene is like packed with so much. Mm-hmm. They're short films that both have a lot of like consistent things. This one mm-hmm. more so than A Christmas Story, I think, but you can catch this movie like any point and be engaged with it. So you can watch right. it for like 10 minutes and be like, ha, oh, that was really funny, and you can stop it. Right. Or you can walk away, or you can go like grab, grab something in the kitchen and get a cookie, all these different things. So it's a good like movie to, especially like on the holiday, mm-hmm. it's good to have it in the background of like, oh, like have it. It's like kind of like of like a game almost where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is coming. Oh, the part, come to the part where he like falls off the roof. It's like, put it on pause, rewind it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's, see it. Mm-hmm. it's so good. Like we did when he uh, hit his head <laughs> with the, <laughs> the attic ladder. God, oh. God, your cackle every time. <laughs> it's still so funny to me. Uh, but yeah, I think this movie it it does deliver on so many different levels, and that's why it works. It's it's smart, it's mm-hmm. efficient, and smart screenwriting. And good you know, direction. and it and it's filled with a whole bunch of holiday tropes, and it's filled mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of like classic co- comedic slapstick yeah. tropes. And it just it just packages up really well. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of sitting there trying to decide whether this would be considered a campy movie or a cult movie, and I think it's both. Even though it's like a very mainstream holiday film, yeah. Um, and it does have a pretty big mainstream mm-hmm. following. Uh, I feel like I feel like it could definitely classify as cult because it's one of those things. It's one of those movies that fans kind of keep alive. And as far as camp goes, this is very campy. Yeah, this is textbook textbook definition of camp. Yeah, I mean, even his, uh, especially him. Uh... Any of his specific holiday things, mm-hmm. but also like I'm thinking of him just like going down the sled hill. Yes, everything about that. Oh, it's so. I pure. think I I just love everyone's. Um... What was that? <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I'm trying to edit this picture. I did not like that noise. In my <laughs> Maddie just turned. Maddie let her uh, her alien chip go off. <laughs> are you good? And no, are you good? My, what language my, was that? My headphone bumped into the. What was? It? <laughs> I don't like that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> Get out of the studio. Join. Uh, You're banned for life. The Patreon will have ASMR specifically for Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so back, back to what, oh my God, that threw me off so much. That set me off. Like, uh, what was that? What are we doing um, recording in a studio again? I've, I've been reset completely. <laughs> yeah, just whew, mind wiped. Just, 
Um, I could only consume so much information at a time and get overload. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I just love, I just love everything about this film. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I love that, like, again, like we talked about this, like the other films about like dads around Christmas and their role Mm -hmm. in moms around Christmas and yeah, the the child like yeah, yeah, you know, and like Christmas again, like you have this like coming of age, which we don't really have in this, and Mm -hmm. then we have like. You know, childlike wonderment. We have the magic of Christmas. Yeah, we definitely have the childlike wonder. Clark, Clark, Clark is and so Ruby determined. Sue. Yeah, Clark yeah. and Ruby Sue are what hold the movie together. Yeah, like the morality of the film. I think. Yeah, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like again, Clark is the ends justify mm-hmm. the means. We are going to do this. We're going to keep going. We're going to roll with the punches. And mm-hmm. I love that the family, as difficult as and they, and they don't get along or yeah. whatever as they, they're claimed to be. Mm-hmm. They go with it. They go with the flow. They roll with the punches. Even and I the, love that. Even a part where like Ruby Sue, uh, like when they show up, it's the f- the first people they're greeted by is uh, it is the Ellen's wife. parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Ellen's those parents. grandparents. Are like, oh, hi, you all look so cute. Yada yada. Oh my gosh, you lost your gap tooth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her, 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 <laughs> she her got, eyes on her she eyes got kicked. Oh my god, her eyes. She fell. She fell down a well and got cross-eyed, and then she got kicked by a donkey and was sent back to ride. I started crying laughing. Summer can attest to it. That breaks me every time. I, I just think this movie is so... It's also it's perfectly cast. It's hard to find like a cast ensemble film. The, the writing, that the works one-liners, so well. the it's, the dialogue. It's perfect. Yeah, like I feel like this is something like this is like one of those movies everybody can watch. Yeah, everybody can watch. Um, and it's it's just a great it's a great fucking it has movie. Great, it's just a great fucking movie. It has wonderfully rememberable like lines in it and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just super well put together. The outfits though. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna start a the lookbook. Fashion, like should, should we do like a lookbook, like a holiday lookbook? Like how can you get this fit? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I feel like <laughs> between editing episodes <laughs> and putting together these charts of alignment, it's a worthy endeavor. But I, think I don't so. know that it's actually gonna happen. We can if we someone can would endure. like. Yeah, if someone wants do to do this, like a you know, we can, a lookbook. we will feature. Yeah, we can't. We can't pay you. We can't incur in, in currency, but I, you know, uh, we can. Um, we'll certainly give you the credit. You we'll g- yeah, we'll give you credit. Oh, I think it's so funny. We'll I, did, do some I, house I, I didn't I'll realize this for you. What? at any point until just now, but uh, there's a trope that this falls under that I just never put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So almost all the exteriors are shot in Colorado because yeah, mm-hmm. even though it's set in Illinois, yeah, but, you know, so same set in, thing. Set in Illinois. So it's trope: <laughs> the mountains of Illinois. The opening scene: there's mountains everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, filmmaking. Oh, oh, how you... we just accept it. We just accept it. Like, oh, well, they're wearing bears hats, and they yeah, got the yeah. Chiefs, and they yeah. got, you know, the dad jersey. Which yeah. even like, dude, the dad fit of like the flannel with the puffy jacket, the and dad the cap. pure drip. Also, we talk about it too the uh, the pure dad move of the uh, very specific. If you if your father has this, it's the sports the sports team jersey with the family surname on the back yes. and double zeros. Yes, pure father. Yes, you, you actually have to earn that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you got to go. You have to, to earn that. Same, <laughs> same with the the pawpaw slippers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like if it, my our northern people. You have to bite the umbilical cord of your firstborn son. Yeah, you have to have. <laughs> yeah, you have to have at least two kids. Yeah. or one divorce. Yeah, yeah. And then or, you're 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 gifted the. Fit. You're, you're gifted the the pawpaw slippers, and mm-hmm. if you don't know what a pawpaw slipper is, it's the it's the fur the faux fur lined like moccasin. Moccasin. Yeah, it's the most dad that is, shoe. That's Pawpaw slipper. It's the most I can't, dad shoe of all time. It's it's yes. It's like, you know, like how you have like the dad Nikes with like the the really like tall like 
freaking like tube socks mm-hmm. uh with the the jorts and mm-hmm. um the button down yes like it's like that but this is like win- winter wear you know this mm-hmm. is dad winter wear you got the robe you got the the flannel pants you got the pawpaw slippers like pure drip even like um cousin eddie wasn't he wearing like some weird like it was uh i can't even remember i would have to actually look at it oh yeah it's whenever he's wearing the robe and underneath mm-hmm. he's wearing like a uh like a little like beach shirt i just want to you know mm-hmm. it's like a little hawaiian shirt with like the thermals mm-hmm. genius oh, yeah. also genius. i had a fun little another fun fact on this so uh playing Gertrude. So Diane Ladd, who plays Clark Griswold's mother, Nora, mm-hmm. is actually less than eight years older than Chevy Chase. In oh, fact, wow. tra- Chase is closer in age to Ladd than he is to Beverly D'Angelo. Wow. Movies. Movies. We movies, just accept it. Movies. Movies. We accept it. But yeah, and Bill Murray's... Uh, oh, we already established yeah, that. Bill Murray's yeah, brother. Brian, Brian Dole yeah. Murray, who, again, is a very underrated actor. Okay, I finally... I had that moment that I feel like Maddie and you both had. We were like, "Why does he look so familiar?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Oh, because that's Bill Murray's brother." And you went, "He has a brother." And I was like, he has like four. Yeah. <laughs> almost all of them act, but he's the most well known uh, mm-hmm. outside of Bill in a lot of stuff. And uh, I love him too because he's just like he reminds me of the Lorax, mm-hmm. like just short, yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of angry, I'm pretty mustache sure, energy. I'm pretty sure that's where the design for the Lorax came from <laughs> because the the two are interchangeable. But yeah, the I two think are interchangeable. Completely. Does he voice the Lorax? Oh god, I think it's I Danny DeVito so. that voices oh. the Lorax, oh, which also better. fits. Even uh, better. I feel like him and Danny DeVito are like the same brand. No, it's that same, same brand, brand. Of, uh, of sort of comedic same actor, yeah. kind of like the uh, the 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 miniature everyman, mm-hmm. who's the, the diminutive everyman, who's kind of oddball as well. But yeah, no, this movie. Uh, <gasps> I think we've hit most of the points of what yeah, makes like, it. Yeah, like I, I really don't have any more final, final things to say. I, I absolutely, um, I love this. Maddie, do you have any closing statements? Um, sorry, I thought of one, but then I got lost in the sauce. Um, I'm creating this beautiful Photoshop image for the uh, staple of this episode. Yes, please. Um, I hope y'all are all, all very excited about it. You can go follow us at Camp Creeps on Instagram, and you can you can see all of her beautiful um, work there. Yes, so I really like this movie. It was my first time watching it. I will say, uh, definitely on the moral alignment scale, I don't remember exactly. Christmas Story, we decided was chaotic neutral. Yes. I think it'll probably stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to describe this. I'll say it's chaotic good. Mm-hmm. You know, because, uh, you know, we have Cousin Eddie. <laughs> uh, he's got his chaotic good. Uh, Clark definitely thinks he's chaotic good, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. But, but he does do good things. Yeah, he does, he does do deliver really the good family things. Christmas. And, and also, we have our really yeah. wholesome moments of mm-hmm. uh, little Ruby. Is mm-hmm. it Ruby Sue? Yeah. God, yeah. I love Ruby it. Ruby Sue is such Ruby a good Sue name. Ruby Sue is our little tiny she's, Tim. She's, and I, she gets I, her so, star moment. So I kind of... I'm so sorry, but I have to disagree. She's not our Tiny Tim. She's our Cindy Lou Who. She's our Cindy Lou Who? She's our Cindy Lou Who. All right. I'll accept. Yeah. She's our Cindy Lou Who. And mm-hmm. we also have, like, really wholesome moments with Juliette Lewis. And so, yeah. Their track suits. I'm looking at their track suits right now. We need to bring those back. Yeah. I think, and this goes back to what we were saying with the, uh, even the characters, like, we have the children who kind of, they still do fall into, like, the stereotypes mm-hmm. of, like, well, Russ is, like, the boy. He's kind of, like... Uh, 
he seems to be he's like in his early teens. Mm-hmm. He's where, a preteen, early yeah, teen. It, it, where he's like, but he's also he's like kind of the intelligent one. Mm-hmm. Where he's kind of like, oh, he's not. He's like kind of has still like the boyish things. He's also kind of smart, uh, and he's like trying to relate to his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I get what you're trying to do. Like, I want to help you, but also it's like this is kind of shitty. And also kind of like the Ralphie mood of like trying to like be the man with his yeah, dad, exactly. but he has the smarts of the '80s, yeah. like quick wit comedy yeah. to be like, oh no. Uh-huh. And also, I do love that. Uh, but like, and he both like very much cares for his dad and his mm-hmm. mom and everybody else in the family. He's kind of like always stuck. Like when he's like, uh, I remember when the grandparents first get there, he's like, you can do this for a quarter. He's like, oh gee, a quarter, yay! <laughs> and then Audrey is like, she's kind of like. She has like kind of like teen like teen bitchy very vibes, teen angst, yeah. yeah. But she has like the super sweet moments too that are like mm-hmm. very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. So this movie has everything. Yeah, it has everything. everything. So I think on that note, we're gonna go ahead and do our outro. Um, thank you guys so much. Uh, I'm I'm really hoping that we can get our next episode to be Scrooge because I feel like that is like. Mm-hmm. I'll be like a really good way to end the holidays. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And go into New Year's because that's a very underrated classic. Mm-hmm. But all right. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss Fuck your you. ass. Kiss his ass. Fuck you. Happy Hanukkah. We're on the threshold of hell. We're, we're in the <laughs> threshold of hell. And the, now the studio will be closed. Moose Hall Front should have told you. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming. See you later, See everybody. See you later, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bop, 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 bop.